0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There is only one more. There is only
0: one. More! That's it! One more! Get a rise No! They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up! Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this. this is the Sports Loudmouth.
2: Yeah! Yes, man! Can
0: you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison. You're not even a has-been.
1: You're a never-was. You're a never-was. You're a
2: never-was. Never we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey, and yes, Tyler Mothball, Harrison. Well, I, I will say this: the mothball is here, and he's here to stay. Right, mothball? Are we we happy today? Is there anything going on in your complete life that is affecting your opportunity to talk on this radio show?
3: I think I've learned, Judas.
2: Oh well, then I, I don't think you should be here. Okay, is is that okay? Is is could I send you home tonight? I don't think you want to go home tonight. <laughs> Once we interview Shaw Marion, I'll be more than happy to go home. <laughs> Merriman. I'll leave that Merriman Marion. I knows? figured that's all you're here for. I am, I, I, I'm
3: absolutely, I've never been excited to come here ever, except
2: right here, right oh, now. Oh God! It's Sean Merriman. Okay? That's what I said you make it. Yeah, you, you said make Shawn, it, No, you
4: said Sean Marion first. Yes, that's <laughs> not one. Not the basketball. Oh, player well. And, and second of all, anyway. he was a
2: great player, great but player. he's not Peyton Manning. Okay. Well,
3: <laughs> no, he's not six three
2: one six seven two three one zero eight is the number. Uh, you could definitely go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, uh, I think Speedy took – well, not Speedy. Tyler took away my thunder at 9.30. We'll be talking to former Chargers Bills, All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman. He will be joining our show. And at 10.30 – We'll be talking to Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host, Trevor Lade. So that'll be interesting. Talking oh, too, a little yes. Lakers yeah. basketball, a little mellow, a little
4: LeBron, mellow and a little yellow. smack
2: around Tyler's yellow.
4: fake little bull And Tyler will still probably bring up Steph Curry. <laughs>
2: and that's right. He'll, he'll damn straight, All he wants to do is make passionate love to Steph Curry. Maybe face to oh, No, actually,
3: it's going to be a Kobe conversation. <laughs> No,
2: I I figured oh, anything with the Lakers and Kobe oh, Bryant. Of course, yeah, I figure that
3: that was Anyways. inevitable. Kobe Bean Bryant, L.A. Yeah. You have to
2: bring him up. Oh, uh, we we will bring Guess him how up. Respect. Well, we'll you talk shouldn't. about him. The show's not going to be about <laughs> Kobe Bryant. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about. What's going on in basketball right now? It's not all about Kobe Bryant. I mean it, it very well could be. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, if you bring him up, because you're just a boring person, and that's what you do. You bring up a lot of
3: things. I don't think boring.
2: I think well. You're right. You do stupid things. How's that? Stupid is good for you. I think that's the best word I
3: appreciate the uh, correct. You know, stupid,
2: dumb, horrific, you you know, all that stuff.
3: We're Uh, only two minutes, 11 minutes in, and I've proved him wrong twice already.
2: I don't know about proving me wrong, but you proved me right, too. I mean, just adding some words and giving you names that you obviously agree to now just makes me right about everything. (laughs) I didn't agree to anything. I said I'm not born. You just said you were stupid.
3: Just to shut you up quickly.
2: No, but that you just gave me a reason to think that I was right. So you are dumb. You're yeah, stupid. You're always on my left, though. Well, I don't know what's on your left. It could be on your right. Maybe it just bends to the left and the right. Anyways. It could. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys, as we said, our two special guests. Uh, we will get into, obviously, week 11 in the NFL, who would have thought? We're at week eleven. Uh, we'll talk about what Odell Beckham has to do this week to help the Rams win. After a uh, story comes out fully that uh, Woods will be out for the rest of the season, tearing his ACL. Uh, we'll get into the Jets and the Giants. Obviously, the Jets decided to go with Joe Flacco uh, this weekend, not the great and powerful next big thing, next Tom Brady, Mike White. So we're going to watch Mike White sit on the bench uh, for the game. So we'll get into the Jets. We'll get into the Giants. Uh, Danny Winehouse. I call him Danny Winehouse because he's got, he's got the thin body, the thing, thin bowl. But he's Danny Dimes. Uh, he has a chance this week to really shut people up on Monday Night Football and knock off that Tampa Bay Bucks. So if that happens, uh, that could put the Giants in position to possibly squeak in as a wild card. So, I mean, this could be a big win. If the Giants can win this game this week, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's not. I mean, it's safe
3: cooking, <laughs> it's but
4: maybe something lucky could happen.
3: You know? Yeah. Maybe. Tom Brady decides
4: not. To yeah. Let's. Uh, the, the Giants will sign David Tyree for one game. I agree. Something will. <laughs> I, I mean, bring back so, Tyree and Manningham for the spectacular catches. Uh, we're gonna get it to the awards because
2: I got uh, uh, attacked by the great and powerful Jeff from Tampa, who reached out to me and told me you're an idiot. Ohtani was first ballot in every single pick for uh, MVP, I think, first unanimous, of all. Yes. Uh, he was unanimous winner uh, for MVP. I disagree. I, I really do. When you look at the numbers, I still disagree. But whatever. It is what it is. Ohtani wins. MVP. We'll get into that. We'll get into Bryce Harper shocking the world as his second MVP. So, I mean, we could start looking at Bryce Harper, and a lot of people can't start, you know, have to look back and say, you know what, maybe Bryce Harper isn't overrated. Maybe Not he me. is. Maybe he is the star that people I've thought he is. I point. don't know if he's if he's anywhere close to Mike Trout, but no. Um, he, you know, when he was drafted in that draft, he was expected to be the next up and coming like big time superstar. He, he was more the guy. hype than any
4: prospect I remember.
2: You know, so it, the fact that Mike Trout was the twenty fourth pick in that draft and changed position became never. the superstar. I mean, right. it, it's crazy. Crazy. And by the way, Mike Trout plays center field and he plays right field, so that's a a huge difference when you play positions. Well, as you well. know what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the center fielder. No, he was supposed, supposed to be a catcher. catcher. Or, oh, that's right. I forgot he was drafted mm-hmm. as a catcher. But I mean, he can't play catcher. It would have hurt his knees. It would have hurt his yeah. Feet. No, he wouldn't he, be the he, same he, player. It was no, a good a decision. It's obviously worked out. So yes, but um, as far as Mike Trout's concerned, he has his second MVP. So we could talk about uh, what is his legacy and where does this take his legacy to that next level? Uh, maybe Mike Trout, you know, esque. You know, he's not there, but he's you know. He's close. I mean, you're talking about guys that have the MVP or won multiple MVPs in the league. There's very few still in the league right now. So uh, we could talk about that a little bit later in the show. We will get into the NBA and the NHL, obviously, with the Knicks. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly last game played a very good game. Last four
4: games, he's played fantastic.
2: uh, He's been uh, a two-way player. And we we talk about maybe, you know, know, five, six years down the road, talking about Emmanuel Quickly as one of the steals, uh, of last year's draft with Opi Toppin could be could turn out to be a very good draft for the New York Knicks if these players turn out to be big important pieces uh, to maybe a championship team. So who knows? I, I, I see Tyler. All he's doing is paying attention to the Ranger game uh, like he's playing on the ice, which he's not. But uh, all There's in no all, ice here, um, <laughs> obviously not.
3: Oh, I thought you were getting the ice freedom.
2: So, why don't we get into.
3: Maybe the uh, would have a place to stay permanently if they're all got an ice rink.
2: Maybe we should talk about the MVP voting and obviously Otani winning the American League MVP and obviously Bryce Harper winning the National League MVP. Now, what makes this MVP voting so unique is uh, there were two great second place winners uh, that could have won the MVP this year. I mean, three in the it the very, league. honestly, it was, it was really two. It was Soto and Bryce Harper. I, Tatis had a freaking yeah, year. Yeah, but man. Tatis at the end of the season, after that stuff that happened in the dugout, they were not going to give him the MVP.
3: Well, you can't do that.
2: that that's, yeah, that's what the,
3: that's what the writers do, buddy. Well, uh, but that, we're not writers. But we're, we're, we're not Google. the writers. Fernando
2: Tatis had a hell of a year. It and doesn't matter. Won. I knew he was never going to win. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying he, you could make a case. He, he was won. never going to win. And, and and I knew because of that one incident and what he said, making it seem like it was all about Tatis. No writer is going to pick him. You know who he reminds me of? Alex Rodriguez. That's who he reminds me that's of. That's a hell of a compliment. Uh, it is a hell of a compliment, but that's what he is. He's he's a kid from you know obviously uh, from uh, where is he from? He's from is he from Dominican, Dominican Republic? I believe. Yeah, just like yeah. Alex Rodriguez. I mean, his hometown, the Dominican Republic. He's an American. He's from Miami. He was a great quarterback. Everything you can, you know, compare to both of these guys. They're very alike in so many ways, and very cocky players. They thought they were the best well, player on their team, even though they played with some of the great players of our era. So, um, now I, I'm not saying Tatis is playing, with, but he's playing one of the best third basements we've had in, the, in this this era, absolutely. And you, Machado. Uh, that's
3: you know. ironic. Do you know why that's ironic? Why Ray, is it Machado ironic? is a Rod S two?
2: Fight. Anyways, uh, this, this is uh, listen. If you can't concentrate on the show. I am concentrating. Demo? No, all I you're doing you is rebuttal. watching. You're, you're, I said what I said. Listen, concentrate on the show. But but I, am know, concentrating I know on I know damn the show. well when Sean Merriman's on your, your eyes are going to be locked to the screen. Because that's what you do. So but, you, you, if you can't concentrate on the show, then you can't watch are you really the game. you really saying you're prettier than the hockey game going uh, on? I'm saying <laughs> that you should be getting in concentration of what you're talking about. I Because I, am. I don't know you're not. Yes, but I did. I can anyways, recite everything I just uh, said to Well, you. that's great. I, I don't care what's going on in the Ranger game. So why don't you concentrate? And by the way, that was a goal. It was not a goal. Uh, it should have been. Because you shouldn't be sitting in the crease holding on to the puck. Anyways, um, to get back into uh, what we were talking about before I was wrong, rudely interrupted. Tatis and Machauer are the same uh, I I look at right now the National League, and we look at Soto, who is a great player, great young player, 22 years old. I think the league really... Uh, they could have given it to Soto. But I think more and more looking at what Bryce Harper did this year, it, it's given. even more unique. Because if you look at the 151 hits, the 35 home runs, and batting average 309, Bryce Harper, you know, in the last couple of years, he's been up and down with his batting average. They, they, we've seen his batting Streaky, average real. completely shoot down. I think last year he was batting, what, 260? 265? I, I, he he wasn't batting he, his batting average was like 40 points under what he had yeah, this 268. year Two sixty-eight and 84 RBIs now if you look at if you look at some of the American League players like Aaron Judge or even Giancarlo Stanton and you look at their numbers they had better offensive power numbers than Bryce Harper i think the reason why Bryce Harper won this year was first of all The way he played as a team teammate, his on base percentage was fantastic, or his OPS was fantastic, and his defensive prowess on the on the field this year Mm. was
4: much more uh, out. You know, all all around all all around around talent. He played a little center field this year too, which might have helped his stock as well. I thought he played very very well. Be
3: there a lot next year too. Mm -hmm.
4: I think he was fantastic this year. I think he deserves a lot of
2: credit. Um, they picked the wrong guy. Well, that's that's your opinion. I mean, mm, the, the way I'm the league looks it, at it, it they, they, Bryce they, they, Harper. And we didn't see a lot of fights this year. He stuck up for his teammates in some of the team. things. Uh, he he played very very well. He played like a captain. And and that's when you went to Philadelphia. When everybody saw Bryce Harper go to Philadelphia, you you expect this. You expect this guy to win a couple of MVPs. You expect this guy to take this team uh, to the playoffs. Remember it. The Nationals right. won, and, and the Nationals won. A World Series without him. The year after, Mm -hmm. he he decided to sign with Philadelphia. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure on Bryce Harper... To come up and win a championship with Philadelphia before his career is over, so Mm -hmm. we could shut the the fans off uh, uh, what the fans have said about him, saying that he was the cancer in the locker room and he was the reason why Washington
4: didn't win a World Series. Especially after after his quote, too I want to bring a championship back to DC, his first offseason, essentially trolling the Nationals.
3: No, I think he really just. No, he was trolling. Come on. Now, uh, right, know, a hell of a
2: guy. Je- Jeff says unanimous for you, Otani, explain that clown shoes. And here's the exp- explanation, and I'll, I'll explain it to you just like I explained it to you on the phone. I wasn't really caring about the Otani. I have other things on my mind. Here's the reason why Otani won. He's a pitcher. He, was, he, he pitched 350 this year. You're going to give. Now, look at all the other MVPs that won MVPs as pitchers. Okay. Justin Verlander. Remember that? What did Justin Verlander pitch when he had the ERA 22? when he won the MVP? He won like
3: 20 games. The ERA was sniffing yeah, low twos, two. Low twos, yeah.
2: Okay, okay. And he didn't hit. Yeah, absolutely he didn't hit. Okay? This is a guy, all right, that could play a positional, you know, position, and he could play a pitcher. If you're going to win an MVP, if you're going to out a guy that had obviously a better batting average than you, hit more home runs than you, had more RBIs than you, and you're going to get – yeah. No,
3: I'm trying to think. Guerrero – They're, cl- they're nah, close in home runs. It doesn't
2: matter. Guerrero
4: has him in – By two home runs, yeah. By two home runs. He's out he him. The in RBIs all,
3: aren't close.
4: RBIs are 11. Otani had exactly 100, and then Guerrero had 111, but obviously big discrepancy of the teams they're playing for, too. Right.
2: So. It has nothing – that has nothing to do and with it. No when I'm not. looking at the offensive power numbers, to me, and he, he, he wasn't – all pro, all world defensive third baseman, but he was a good third baseman. He's not a bad third baseman. I thought they moved him the first. Yeah, they, but they did. They did in
4: certain because he had to play some third though this year because BGO was hurt for most of the year.
2: But he was, he was a, he was a good third baseman this year. All right. The fact is, if you, I understand what the voting. I see, I see the voting. He had all the votes for first ballot for 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 number one. Um, the number one votes, that's great. First place votes. It doesn't matter. The writers are going to pick what the writers think. If, if you ask me, if I was a writer and I'm looking at the numbers right now, it's, it's Guerrero. It's Guerrero Jr. that should have won. And just like you would think that Soto won over Bryce Harper. If you look at the numbers, you could argue and make your points that Soto should have won the MVP for the National League. I'm sorry if you're pitching, if your ERA was over three, and, you, and and I don't care what team you're playing for. If you're a dominant pitcher, your whip should be shooting. Your whip should be under one. Okay, that's what good. That's what Jacob Degrom did all season when he had that record, re- record breaking year. And he should have been. Was he the MVP? No. He should have been the MVP. That was better than what Otani did this year. Are you kidding me? But you have to. He combine had home them. runs. That's great. You have to combine them though. That's what I think you're misunderstanding. No, I'm not. He's he's a two way player. That's that's his position. And everybody keeps saying he's the modern day Babe Ruth.
3: Listen, that's crazy.
2: He's not the modern day Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth didn't hit home runs like that when he was pitching. He had to concentrate on one or the other. And that's what everybody's going to say. Well, he did it on both. No, he didn't. He did it on the. He did it as far as hitting. As a pitcher, he was. He was okay this year as a pitcher. That's not true. Let's look at Shea Ohtani. I got Give me it right Shea Ohtani's here. numbers. What's his numbers? Pitching?
3: Yes. Okay. His ERA is 3.18 in 23 games. Okay. He pitched 130 innings. Okay. 156 strikeouts. Okay. Uh, 44 walks, which yeah. that ratio is amazing. Just go. And Don't he gave free. up 15 home runs.
2: 15 home runs. And what was his record? 46
3: earned his was ERA, rate? Rate? Uh, his record's 9-2.
2: and two. And what was his whip?
3: <speaking> uh, um, one point zero nine.
2: Okay, now I that's want you to go. I wanted to go. To, that's fine. Go to Justin Verlander's numbers when he won but the you, MVP.
3: Right, but Verlander didn't hit. He didn't I, give
2: you forty-eight I, home runs. It doesn't matter. You're you're playing that position. You come into the league as that position. That's the position you play. Right, but. It, what does it matter if we have a pitcher that can hit, hit? We've seen that. we have, What, because we haven't seen it since Babe Ruth? We can't talk about it? But that's ridiculous. If, if
3: Otani alone.
2: Otani didn't do anything. He didn't play in the playoffs. He didn't do He didn't take he his team to the junior. Even, hey, That's fine. That's fine. But he, guess on, what? No. Just, Who was closer to make up. the playoffs? Who was closer to make the playoffs?
3: Vlad Jr.'s team.
2: Okay. And he why? He had eight guys hit 20 home no, runs with no. him. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero. The Blue Jays are Real, the
3: best young in baseball. <laughs> yeah. And the Cy young, another guy that you could argue should have been a finalist. Come on, man. That Those teams aren't even close. Mm. And I the best player different. in baseball they even play this year.
2: That's fine. Mike Trout played, what, a month? And yeah, that's he got why, hurt in May, and, and Rendon listen, didn't l- play listen, either all year. Every all right. excuse that everybody can make, if you look at the offensive numbers, I'm giving it to the guy that had better offensive numbers. The MVP is most valuable to his team. Who had a better opportunity to make it to the playoffs? The Blue Jays. He was the most valuable player with the best numbers. Otani had no chance of taking and his team And by that the logic, Brandon Lowe should have won yeah. Listen, we're talking about numbers. The guy that has the best numbers and his team has the closest chance of making the playoffs and taking his chance. Are their offensive
3: numbers close? Yeah, so what? Okay. The offensive numbers are close. Now you're adding a. All right, so let's do the line, line numbers. Let's take a look at the pitchers. Top of where
2: it. is he ranked in ERA when it comes to pitchers in the league? Let's do it that way, if that's, that's the way we're going to do it. But you can't top 25, you have to combine the two. Where is he when it comes to ERA? Top 25. All right, in that's in the great. American that's not great. League. That's not great. Top uh, 25. I would say in, the in all of baseball. All right. Probably.
4: Uh, whip, where is he in, it, when it comes to. I, we, we looked at this. It was, it, we, he was at the time eighth in the American League, and in all of baseball, 18th. So it's probably around. All right. It's probably a little All right. lower
2: now. And here's why I'm going to say this: If you're going to be most valuable player in my eyes, you got to be somewhere in the top five in pitching and the top five of off it, it, when it comes to when it comes to offense. Well, actually, top ten in in offense. Okay. Now, when I look at him, when I look at him at, as a player, he is not a top top five pitcher. He's not a top ten pitcher. I would say he's we top agree. fifteen. I think he's a top fifteen pitcher. Okay. As far as, as far as his offensive skills, this year, he was a top-five offensive player. No question that he was. But when you put it all together, when I look at it all together, and I'm trying to compare and contrast the player at a position, each position as a pitcher, he's not a top-five player. And even as an offensive player, in my eyes, he's not. He, he, but you to have me, to combine power-wise, them. yes. Power-wise, yes. But everything else... His his batting average. What was he? Two sixty seven. Two fifty nine. Two fifty seven. Two fifty seven. That's not good as a batting average. Stan That's odd.
3: a few years ago. Batting like two sixty.
2: Well, hold on one second. Stan had fifty something home runs.
3: Okay. Oh, had forty something home- Fifty six. Okay. Ohtani had what? Forty six and hundred and forty runs. Hundred and hundred and forty
2: RBIs. And 140 RBI's. Give Mike Trout, look, get
3: Mike Trout 100 something games. His uh, his uh, RBI's are sniffing and Randall, at 120. Yeah, and, Randall, so nobody's,
2: and Nobody's nobody's yeah. saying nobody's bringing up Mike Trout. Well, no, but uh, no, thing. but
3: what I'm saying is oh, RBI's Trout's is on a base. lot. A lot of it is. Next a team year, stat next too. year
2: it'll be completely different. Because, oh,
3: Mike Trout's gonna be the best player in baseball. I'm not saying Otani's sniffing him, but what I am saying is you can't subtract that he is not doing both.
4: Jeff says also had a 9.1 war highest ever.
3: Oh, okay. So That's why I think Sol should have won. His, his war was I amazing, agree with, too. I agree with you on okay, that.
4: Okay, so
2: we're, we're looking at the war his now. His war was
3: higher than Juniors.
2: Now, now we're looking at the war. And war, war is important now. I mean, it's an analytic that they're starting to add. which kind of combines everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. which th- this was just brought here for what? Eight years ago? War came into the league? Yeah, yeah. whenever it the wore. first
4: next-gen stats came in in 2011 uh, or something like uh, that.
2: It was something eight, nine years ago it came into the league? Uh, listen... I look at the all-time baseball. And if if I'm looking at an MVP, I don't care. I, I understand the whole war thing. I understand the comparison to the war thing. But all in all... I, I look at baseball a completely different way from the old-time baseball. When I'm looking at the 80s and the 90s, even the 70s, with some of the guys like Raleigh Fingers and and those type of guys. And, Judah.
3: and Yeah, we understand. I,
2: listen, that's that's how I look at baseball. It's a completely different way. But That's
3: how we look at baseball, again. Too. That's why I'm confused as to why you're being so new school about it. What do you mean new school? Because you're looking at it and saying he's got to be top 10 in this
2: and top 5 in this. Yep. And, but he's doing both. I just look at baseball a completely different way, and 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 again, I'm I'm looking at the position that he plays. Yes, he's a pitcher, no question. He's that a He's a great pitcher. A There's no question he's a great pitcher. Okay, but this year his pitching numbers were not MVP esque. It wasn't. His hitting was MVP esque. If you want to give it to him because he's it's hitting, that's fine. That's grand. But guess what? He wasn't the best hitter in baseball. So that's just the way I look at it. But if he you're going to give a Junior in that case, yeah. Vlad Jr. all around was the best hitter in baseball. All well, around, Salvador
3: Perez would love to have a word. Well, with
2: him. go look at the numbers.
3: I mean, the numbers
2: all around goes to Guerrero, and I
3: mean, he's, he's a catcher. So if we're really doing that, Salvador Perez should have won MVP. By your
2: honestly, logic.
4: I know it's just a, a really bad year that he's. He's an, an old MVP. man. You're That's why they need to give that. it to him. <laughs>
2: Well, again, it, give it to him. Like, yeah, watch—he'll be comparing
4: yeah, AL MVP years. Obviously, <laughs> Trout had some great ones too, but I, I, Perez probably had a better one than Josh Donaldson did, or something like that. When he won MVP, <laughs> or that's JD Martinez, or, or anyone true. like that. Yeah, like, it's just unfortunate the kind of year.
2: You know, JD Martinez, you know, he just—he fought so many injuries this year. I still think no, J.D. Martinez Devers
3: is going to win one either next year or the year after. Devers that. is so awesome. Devers he, is going to win he's one. He's a real special soon player, too. you know, and
2: Devers and, and, and awesome. the same thing when I say about Aaron Judge, if Aaron Judge could stay healthy, he was robbed for that if he, he, was, he, he was. Well, yeah, because he we know how cheated. Yeah. It, it, of that, yeah that's yeah, that's he not even the reason. That's not only the reason why well, I thought it, he got robbed. I can't
3: take the season
2: away cuz he cheated the fuck. Yeah, well, he cheated the whole season. That's baseball. And you know what and anything that you do, you're trying to find a way to cheat because you're trying to move forward and trying to beat the odds or try to outplay or outbeat your opponent. So, well, right. And, right. and, and, and when, when we you talk, get
3: caught, don't act all, oh, no, I didn't do it. Well, that's, you know,
2: that's, listen. In
3: hindsight, they should do it again because Major League Baseball matter? Hold on.
2: Innocent until proven guilty. That's Not, not in this country. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe around the world, not
2: here. I just like to have fun with it. Anyways, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to former Chargers Bills All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman <laughs> here on the Sports Loud This It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: Radio Network. Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud
2: Mounds. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is... It's the Sports Loud Mouth. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-host, Speedy, the ignoring man, PD, and the mothball, yes, he's in the studio. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's sitting On there with the his Ranger bald head. Uh, well, uh, did the Rangers win? Shut up. <laughs> Six three one six seven two three one zero eight is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, it was all over our social medias today. Uh, Speedy reached out to me and said we were getting this guy on uh, on the line first. I thought it was a phone call, but we have him on the video feed. We are now talking to former Chargers and Bills all pro linebacker Sean. Merriman. What's going on, Sean? What's up, guys? How you doing? We are good, man. And this guy right across from me, Tyler Mothball Harrison, the bald guy, losing his hair, 28 years old. I, I mean, you got more hair than he does, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, shit happens, man. So, <laughs> Sean, I have to deal
3: with this every day. This isn't just because you're here. This is literally an everyday occurrence.
1: <laughs>
2: well... There's nothing wrong with it, but uh, this guy was very excited to get you on. Obviously, your personality. Oh, He's
3: one of my favorite players. Uh, this is, this was That was awesome.
2: Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, anyways, uh, he's very excited to get you on, Sean. So why don't we get into a little bit about, uh, first of all, let's go to Fubo Sportsbook. I mean, obviously, you're working with Fubo. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing with Fubo Sportsbook, uh, Sportsbook and, and how you're moving forward with it.
1: Yeah, so my MMA league is uh, Lights Out Extreme fighting on Fubo Sports. So we got a big fight coming up uh, December 10th at the Commerce Casino, and it'll be live on Fubo Sports. You can check out all the other uh, fights that we've had It's on Fubo Sports too. They're always running them back. So uh, check that out. And then, yeah, uh, Fubo Sports book, man. This is um, this will be big for me because I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been waiting to, uh, to announce this and kind of talk about it a little bit, and uh, I'm glad I'm launching it with them.
2: Well, first of all, when I when my producer put it on a piece of paper, I thought
1: it was Fubo. I said he's working with LL Cool J. That's what he's doing. Right. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's funny. I get that. It's, I get that a lot. But you know, more people—they like, just crossed over a million subscribers. Like they're you know aggressive with acquiring content. They're growing like hell. And then you know we have we're the top three most watched you know program on there ever. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's cool because I've been around this, the sport of MMA for sixteen years. And then now to be kind of on this side of things has been great. Well, I'm a
2: I'm a huge fighter. I, I do a sports show. Well, right now we put a little hold on a sports show because my partner actually had a partial heart attack, so he hasn't come back. But we haven't done we haven't done our MMA show. We've been all over. We work with a lot of great fighters. We have had a lot of MMA, UFC fighters on our show and Bellator fighters. So and I actually have a black belt in judo and kempo, and I have a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I, I was a boxer for almost eight years. So I know a little bit about fighting, and I loved what I see what I see with you your workouts. I've been on your social media, and how hard you work out, and and that you have such a love for the sport, so it's great to see a lot of these ex NFL players, Greg Hardy being one of them too, uh, with the UFC. A lot of these ex fighter, uh, ex NFL players are starting to move into UFC combat sports.
1: Yeah, and so and that's one of the things that I've been concentrating on this past year. The pandemic slowed things down a little bit, but I want more former athletes from other sports to transition into lights out into MMA. You know, I think it's it's coming. You know, we started to see Greg Hardy has some success. And regardless of what anybody think about him personally, right. this guy's only been fighting a couple years. And, like, going against guys who've been training for 15 years. Mm. I mean, this is, you know, it's legendary because we just have something about us when we transition to the sport. We just have to pick up the discipline, right, and learn, <laughs> like, what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all you get in there, all those muscles and everything don't matter if you don't know how to use them. And someone is just better technically sound than you are. Mm -hmm. So uh, over this past year, we got some big announcements coming up. We're we're announcing some former athletes, former NFL players, is transitioning and going to take their first amateur fights with us. So it's going to be cool.
2: Well, I love what they're doing right now. They're trying to bring basketball players into boxing now. Thank you, Jake Paul. I mean (laughs) – I mean, Frank Orr, too. I mean, it's crazy. Frank the house. It's crazy the way uh, a lot of these ex-athletes are starting to move to combat <laughs> sports. Maybe they think that they compete because of their athletic ability. Some of them could. Some of them are great fighters, a.k.a. Herschel Walker. Everybody remembers yeah. Herschel Walker. He's
1: still funny. He's still dude, But dude, he's, You know what's like, funny? Everybody old. always want to bring up the one person that got knocked out. So I tell them about <laughs> MMA, and they're like, oh, Johnny Morton. And I'm like <laughs> – why, why don't you bring up Herschel Walker, bring up Greg Hardy, some got some of these like legit guys, yeah. bring up the one guy to get knocked out. <laughs> That's because everybody
2: thinks they know fighting. They watch MMA and they're like, they know everything. Conor McGregor, all the, all the great fighters. But there are a lot of great fighters that nobody's ever heard of. And they're starting to move up. And obviously Bellator is starting to push their fighters out to the UFC to try to compete. Michael Chandler being one of them. So there are fighters starting to maneuver in different uh, you know, combat sports and stuff like that. But a lot of my my guys, my two partners over here, they really want to get into football with you. Uh, they're very excited to talk a little football with you. So my question to you is, tell us a little bit about your career with the Chargers. Obviously, you played with Drew Brees. You played with Phillip Rivers. You played with a lot of great players. So tell us a little bit about your path as an NFL player with the, obviously, well, the San Diego Chargers.
1: So, you know, when I got drafted, obviously, I was the youngest drafted player, I think, at the, at the time ever in the NFL and you don't understand you're walking into the locker room with Drew Brees as your starting quarterback and Phillip, the backup. Like, you can't even fathom that. And I look back on it now, knowing that, you know, Drew Brees is, is going to be a Hall of Famer. And in my opinion, Phillip better be one, too. <laughs> he better um, be. That, you know, you played on a team with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Uh, then you walk on the team and LT's there, Lorenzo so, Neal, Donnie Edwards, Brandon Garfrey, all these guys. And you're like, man, I played with some of the the best guys in in football. So... Um, and it was a, it was a shit show every day, man. It was a competition. I mean, you couldn't do anything wrong in practice. You, they would get on you continuously and just, you know, you couldn't get beat when one-on-ones, it was just nonstop competition every single day.
4: So I want to move on to the coach now with, uh, with Marty Schottenheimer coming in, one of the longest tenured coaches in NFL, in NFL history, one of the winningest coaches in NFL history. What was it like uh, playing for him? Like as a person and also as a coach?
1: Now, I'll tell you, um, so he called me the day of the draft. He drafted me and he said, hey, you ready to be a, you know, then San Diego Charger? And I was like, yeah, you know, you guys ready to draft me. I'm ready to get to work. Um, So I came out there and uh, Marty was one of these guys that is like tough as nails, right? I mean, he's always on you and stuff like that, but you know, he cares. And so sometime in practice or trying to say training camp, you know, when we had the double days, like two practices every single day, back to back for like three or four weeks, like nonstop. And he'll come up and pat you in the back and say, hey, you know, take this drill off or whatever, you know, do, you know, stay out of this drill. He's like, man, damn, he's cool. I mean, this is awesome. And then the next day he'll line you up right in Oklahoma drills. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) he was just, you know, he was just tough on you. But he was like the ultimate motivator where he made you want to run through a wall. Like he made you want to run through a wall no matter what. And we always used to have this bet because he gets so emotional in the team uh, meeting rooms that if he cried before a minute or two, then we all would be trading hundreds and fifties under the, under the, the seat. But um, I miss Marty, man. Um, he was a big part of, of me just learning how to be a pro and, and man in general.
3: It's funny. He brought up Marty Schottenheimer. Obviously Marty Schottenheimer was a very big advocate for the chargers to keep drew Brees long-term. Then they obviously drafted Phillip rivers, which led to drew Brees going to Miami. That fell apart. Then he ended up in new Orleans. And obviously, we know what happened from there. Actually, they drafted
2: Eli Manning. Just well, around. no, well, you, he, everyone knows what
3: I meant. All right, thank you. Thank you, uh, statistician over there. So after they drafted Eli and then traded him for Phillip Rivers so he doesn't get upset, <laughs> do you think that Marty Schottenheimer kind of felt like his time was up when they went with Phillip Rivers, or was that a falling apart? Did you guys feel it in the locker room? Because obviously, you still had leaders there like Lorenzo Neal, like with Damian Tomlinson.
1: No, I, I thought the fallout was with our uh, – Former GM um uh, AJ Smith. That was the fallout. It wasn't um it was just a personality clash and they just didn't work well with each other. Um it got to the point where you know it was a joke for us because they would walk past each other or stay far away from each other as they could and not be in the same room. Uh it got really bad when it comes to that. So I don't think it was the the with Drew Brees and, and Phillip Rivers at all. Um, you know, Marty is just like we were all shocked at, you know, when he got let go right after the 14 or two season because you know we had I think we had some there, but also too, having no turner to come in there and you know us follow up another year at thirteen and three, go right back to the playoffs and you know have another successful year. It's like we just we had a squad man I mean we had between two thousand five and and uh two thousand eight or nine, I believe it was maybe like thirty pro Bowls or something crazy.
2: We are talking to former Chargers and bill's all pro linebacker Sean Merriman. Check out Fubo, FUBO Sportsbooks, Light Out Extreme Fighting. Obviously, uh, the fight team of Sean Merrimans. And I, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to be looking it up because there's a lot of fighters out here, uh, a lot of good fighters that are starting to grow in the amateur divisions that want to go pro. And they're going to be looking for teams in a very short future. So uh, uh, a team that's starting to grow over there, uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. But 2006, okay, was the, the year... That's the coming out party for Sean Merriman, 17 sacks, one force uh, fu- return fumble. Uh, a little bit about that year and w- what what was going through your head when you were the, when considered the best linebacker in all of football?
1: You, you know what's crazy is, um so after, 0, after 05, when I went to the Pro Bowl and, and had all pro defensive rookie and stuff like that, you, it kind of puts you on the map, right? And I, and I talk about like Chase Young all these guys who have a big first year and to get you in the map. And then like, it's so hard that following year because they coming in and preparing for you. So I remember, you know, talking to Junior Seau at the time and, and, a few other, like, you know, people, Ray Lewis, and I was having a conversation with all these guys and said, look, I'm just letting you know. And Ray's telling me like, they're planning, they're planning for you. Like they, <laughs> they got you marked out and this is what they're going to do. They coming. Right. <laughs> uh, I remember the offensive coordinator it was the offensive line coach of the Eagles at the time in 2006, Walked up to me in pregame and said, Hey, by the way, you ain't sniffing Donovan McNabb. <laughs> like, basically told me, I ain't touching Donovan. And guess what? I ain't touched Donovan, right? I mean, they they threw everything at me in the kitchen sink, slide protection, fan protection, chip off the edge, tight ends are hitting me before they go out and routes. I was like, man, this is like World War 20. This is <laughs> this is insane. And I learned how early on during that, during that offseason to start playing against the coordinators. Like I, I down in distance, when can I like jump and snap? You know what tendencies can I get from the quarterback? What hash? What hash mark are they in? How much time left? So I started playing that game instead of the offensive tackles and people in front of me because that didn't that didn't matter. They they were never going to block me one on one, so I had to start playing against the coordinators.
4: So on your own, uh, on. Your opponent, opposing teams, any games you played, who was the toughest offensive lineman you ever played against, and or maybe even a team offensive line if they had different guys block you, and also quarterback? Who was who the toughest of those that you ever played
1: against? That I played against? I would say Walter Jones, man, like mm-hmm. from Seattle. Walter Jones did something. And I've, and I've seen, um, you know, Lando Page, Willie Rolfe. I've seen Marcus McNeil, who doesn't get yep. a lot of credit, but i seen him every day in practice. So that, that was just a whole other beast. But in actual game, Walter Jones, man, that people don't understand how big and athletic and how good his feet was as an offensive tackle. Uh, he get his hands on you and it's a wrap. It's, it's done. That play is that play is over. Um, and, you know, he was big and he was nasty and he can pass block, too. So I would if anybody, man, I would just say I would say Walter Jones.
3: Now, you've also were kind of the first to start a trend that we see a lot now in the NFL. Um, we see Andrew Luck retire early. We saw Lou Keekley retire early. Obviously, Calvin Johnson retired early. And now with your love for MMA, knowing that MMA is now the worldwide sport it is now, do you still see yourself at 18? Would you have gone into the MMA world or would you have still pursued a football career as well?
1: No, no. I, I think football is the greatest sport, you know, ever. I mean, I, my love and passion is still with football. What I would have done is I would have taken a fight and started training immediately right after um, I retired. The problem was when I retired in, in the, uh, 2000, 2012, 2013, is that these promoters didn't understand having a guy with a name. People would pay pay-per-views. And so the money I was asking, they were like, we're not paying you that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like people, you know, Anybody want to see me scrap against another guy, another athlete, or another, you know, they want to see me fight, period. And this is why you should pay it. And they looked at me crazy. And now they're just throwing that out. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you take a half a million. I'm like, who is this guy? I don't even know who the hell this guy is. (laughs) And so everything is just different now. And I was just, I I was kind of like 10 years ahead of my time, you know. And, but yeah, definitely that I would have. Immediately rolled right from football, and I would have started training. I would have took a few weeks off, and I would have started to train to, to have a fight. No, no doubt about that.
2: I know a lot about fighting. I watch a lot of fights, and I try to look at ex-NFL players, ex-NBA players that I think would be great fighters just because of their athletic ability. And one of them you mentioned, who you played with, LaDainian Thomason is a freak of nature. He is fast, he's athletic, his ability, his work ethic, his stamina, everything that you learn in MMA, the breathe technique, everything. This is a guy that when you watch it, it was workout plan when he was playing football, running up hills and and tying bricks to his back and running. and, And this guy was running all day up and down the hills. When you look at a player like that, I believe guys like him, Russell Westbrook. Anybody look at Russell Westbrook and his workout plan? These guys are beasts, they're freaks of nature, and that's what you need but be as a fighter. So if you were to look at ex-fighter ex-NFL players, ex-NBA players, or even players right now, who do you think would fit in the UFC or Bellator or mixed martial arts in fighting professionally?
1: Well, just just to start off with LT, I took LT uh, to hit mitts and stuff with me one day and I was in there sparring this is during the offseason and he I saw him hit mitts and, and kind of move around. he can go. I was shocked. I was like, oh, damn, you know, (laughs) L can go. Um, But I think the current players, like, I would love to see a Khalil Mack getting off like the cage. I will. I mean, if he learned how to sit on punches and he learned it, you know, his ground game and and how to, you know, defend takedowns, who's going to, who's going to stop that? No one. (laughs) You just, you know, he's too strong. He's too explosive. And this is, you know, I, I think Francis and Ganu, like he's he has like that build, right? Mm-hmm. And I seen France the other day yes. in the gym and I was like dude, he looked like a DN. Like he looked like a <laughs> defensive big. end. He's a big man. He's a big dude. Yeah. And so when I look at these guys, um, you know, I think Aaron Donald, if he did ever decide to lose lose twenty pounds and fight at two sixty five, I think he would actually cause physical harm to somebody in there. <laughs> um, yes, he would. <laughs> you know, I it's uh I, I would love, to, you know, a Cam ch- dude, Cam Chancellor. Mm-hmm. I mean I know he's retired. If he ever watched this, I need to get a hold of him. He's another guy that I think will just deliver Hurt a lot somebody. of punishment to people. And you know, because the thing, the thing is with us, we, we have we have this mentality there mm. to do it. You just have to learn the craft right. of it, right? You're not a scared. Of, you're not afraid of work. No one, no one look, I could tell you scary looking at a six six so or 360 hundred and sixty pound office alignment. Mm-hmm. That's scary.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Not somebody my size, you know. I'm mm. not worried about that. Right. So you get these guys, you know, they have the intentions to go in there and and do well.
2: And a lot of these small guys, they're going to tap you out in less than 30 seconds.
1: I had a hundred and my first time learned I had a hundred and eighty pound wrestler take me to the ground and I could not get up. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I could not get up. It was the most humbling shit that ever happened to me in my life. I left the gym and I was sitting in the car for a minute just trying to figure out what in the hell just happened to me. Right? I couldn't get up. You know, this guy was a three time um, Division One double A champion (laughs) and he was 182 pounds and i could not get my big ass up off the ground and i could not figure out why
2: Greco-Roman wrestlers are the best best fighters in the world. I don't care what anybody says. You could be a, a, a five-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, th- these guys, when they get you on the ground, they get on top of you. They control your body and your strength so perfectly, you won't be able to shift your body because they have control that you can't shift your body. It's unbelievable. You can't get in guard. You can't get in half guard. They just are so strong. Their upper body strength is unbelievable. As you guys know, we are talking to former Chargers and Bill Bills All Pro linebacker Sean Merriman, and now mixed martial artist, team owner, lights out extreme fighting. It's it's great what he's doing for the sport. Um, my question to you is: We're watching the linebackers now. You're watching the whole league. You know. To try to change the game, and and we saw what you did. We saw what Lawrence Taylor did in the '80s and the '90s, and then kind of transitioned to Ray Lewis, you, Sean, and all the different roughneck linebackers that we saw in the two the early 2000s and, and late mid 2000s. What do you think about the linebackers now? The faster. More athletic linebackers that you're seeing—they're running. Some of these linebackers are running four fours and four threes. I mean, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous how strong and how big these guys are and how fast they run.
1: They they had to they, they had to change a little bit with the style of the game, right? With them throwing so much, guys have to be able to play all three downs, not come off the field. You know, back in back in I guess my time and a little bit before my time, you know, like the trotters and all these people—they were first and second down guys, and the third down you had to bring in your small guy. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking uh you know for that 235 pound linebacker right who can run in coverage and move around and um you know just and 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 also they don't have to come off the field right so uh that's where the game has come from but you you have you know you got a couple rough ones still out there you know you got the um you know like I said Khalil Mack is he could play at any era right from now to 1960 Khalil Mack is playing um yeah you know, it's a, it's a few other ones it's not a whole lot but there's some guys out there they can uh, they can line it up any day
4: Another another aspect of that is the trash talk. You guys, you play especially as a pass rusher a position a lot of trash talking between the defensive line and in your case the outside linebacker and offensive line. So who is the who is one of the best trash talking rivalries that you had? Maybe in a division rivalry or maybe a team you played a lot like the Colts or the Patriots in the playoffs. And also who is the main trash talkers on your team? Was it you? Was it somebody like Sean Phillips? Was it Jamal no, Williams? Somebody we like that? We all
1: know who's the best trash talker on, my, on our team is that's Philip. Uh, <laughs> there, there was no better trash talk. He never stopped. What it, it wasn't just for the cameras. He was like that when the cameras went off in the thumb wrestling match in the locker room. It did not matter. Phil was talking. He wanted to compete twenty four seven. As far as a rivalry, um, even though I didn't talk back and forth with him that much. It was probably Tom, you know, you know, where I always kind of just just gave him, a, you know, gave him extra glance or just bumped him a little bit more on the way by, and just always was a pain in his ass because he definitely was a pain in ours. So uh if, if that was the if that was the rivalry or probably that was the biggest one um but you got to think too man i played in the in the afc west when kansas city had you know priest holmes and willie Rofe and uh brian waters mm-hmm. uh, T, uh tony gonzalez and they had Dunn, jason Dunn. that people don't even talk about it. it was just another massive human being at tight end mm-hmm. i think they just kept him at a in the block beat that division like they just <laughs> he, that's why he was there um And they would just run the ball 35, 40 times a game. Tony Richardson, the fullback. They would just line up and just see who wanted to play football today. That's it. I think that was the only thing they were trying to do.
2: Tony's a fan of the show. We've had Tony on a couple of times on this show. So Tony's a good guy. Really, really nice guy.
1: He is.
3: That kind of sets up my next question very well, Sean. If you could get anyone in the octagon, anyone at all, for three rounds and just pummel them, who is it going to be? You. (laughs) You. Hey, if he pays me, I'll let him take a swing. I, it, it'd be an honor for him to punch me in the face. I'll, I'll eat his sandwich. It's fun. As long as he I gives me the autograph uh, for fun.
1: I will say Tom, man. Brady. I want to punch Tom Brady a couple times. What is he talking about, oh. Tom? What do you think he's talking about? That's not fair, Tom. <laughs> um. I, oh no. You know what? I didn't really like doing those sixty minutes during the game. Like, I hated everybody. But, you know, when I got off the, off the field, it was like, you know, I, I met some of the guys' charity events. And, you know, it's the funny part is, I'll go to like some of these guys' charity events or golf tournaments or whatever during the offseason. And during the game, I'm trying to rip their head off, right? <laughs> so they're looking at me like, dude, you just, you just, you know, did a solid auction for us about three months ago. What the hell's your problem? I said, man, this this is business, man. What? You know, this is what I do.
2: Well, uh, by the way, we are talking to former Chargers and Bills all-pro linebacker Sean Merriman. Again, he's promoting Lights Out Extreme Fighting, uh, his fighting brand, uh, his company uh, that he's building right now. A lot of pro, uh, amateur fighters or future pro fighters that want to come oh, and it's join. Pro.
1: We got pro; it's all pro too. Uh, oh,
2: yeah, so uh, so there you go. Oh, yeah. You guys have an opportunity if you want to join a good fight team, another a, a real up and coming fight team. Go to Lights Out Extreme Fighting, uh, Sean Merriman's team. So. Um, Jalen Ramsey, we talk about fighters and and different guys that you would love to hate. You know, a lot of guys love to talk crap. Jalen Ramsey is the, bigg- the biggest shit talker in the NFL. Everybody has said it. I think he would be great to try to promote and push into a Jake Paul, you know, a card where he could fight somebody because – I, I just want to see for once, like, maybe him and Josh Allen, the one he called him, the GQ Pewee whatever he called him, uh, you know, his first Jalen Ramsey would
3: knock Josh Allen out.
2: What happened? You mean the Bills' Josh Allen? Yeah, the Bills' Josh Allen. J- Jalen Ramsey's going to knock How do you, you expect, first of all, how is he going to reach his head? Okay. Jalen Ramsey. Well, asked Sean that question. I don't know. I'm telling you, I know a little <laughs> bit about fighting, and Josh Allen's very athletic. Oh, okay. But Any Jane, wrestled in, in, high Any wrestle okay, in high school. Any wrestled in high school.
1: Okay, so now we're talking. So I was just about to say that. I said, didn't Josh Allen wrestle? Mm-hmm. And you and you know because you're in a sport, most wrestlers can, can transition easier than anybody else, mm-hmm. right? Because you can always learn how to strike. Mm-hmm. But what do people rely on when they get in trouble? Mm-hmm. They're wrestling. They're
2: wrestling. Absolutely.
1: So, coincidentally, look, I'm taking Josh Allen now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, taking I'm taking Josh, Josh. Allen.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want somebody to take this clip because I don't care if Jalen Ramsey hears it. I, I, Josh Allen would beat the living you-know-what out of Jalen Ramsey. If, if, and I, Josh Allen is a sweet, caring guy. He's, he's, he's one of those quarterbacks. He, just a great arm. Always quiet. But let me tell you something. Looks are deceiving. And just because he's quiet doesn't mean he can't fight. Okay. Now, so. what about the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen in the octagon? Well, what that's that? different. I mean, you've got a guy that's going to try to pulverize you and, 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 and hit you. I mean, like, but that doesn't work in the octagon either. You, you, look at Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar yep. was a good fighter. He was great wrestler. He used his wrestling to be dominant in the UFC. And he was. For like three or four fights, he was. And he beat, he beat um, obviously, Mir and great you know all-around Brazilian jiu-jitsu audits. But when you fight good fighters like Randy Couture that's going to wrestle you and play your game as a Greco-Roman wrestler, you're going to lose because he's going to be able to compete with you throwing punches. And Brock Lesnar, Brock, Brock Lesnar beat Couture. No, not the first time. Couture beat him. Yep. He took the belt from him. So, And that's because Brock Lesnar thought, hey, you know what? I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I'm going to beat him. It's That doesn't work in MMA. you got to be smarter. And it, it's a game. It's te- technical. And it, it's it's like playing chess in football. Everybody says, football's a chess game. That's what the coaches do. What do you think fighting is? It's a chess All game.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why you love it. That's why
4: you love it. I know that's why you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Speedy. So I, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. In terms of a one particular play and one particular game, what was your favorite one in your career and why?
1: I would say play uh, my rookie year against the Indianapolis Colts. I got a uh, Peyton Manny by the legs. Uh, I got him three times that game actually, but the one particular play I like, swiped his legs and just took his legs from my now. I'll get arrested for for doing that, but you know, then I swiped his legs one big tomahawk out, and I hit him, and his legs just flew right up in the air. He was completely off his feet, and he got up and didn't know what the hell happened. Was that the six um,
4: interception I, game? I just want to ask: was that the game you guys forced him into six interceptions? I think,
1: yeah, that yeah. was a uh, no, no. That was the um, that was a Sunday night game. That we okay, played yeah, that was a Sunday night game. I think this was a uh, this was in '05. This at their home. Gotcha. The the I would say the best game is Monday Night Football against the Raiders in 06. Uh, I came out like a bat out of hell in those guys. Like, I already hated the Raiders enough. And then I hated them more because Marty Schottenheimer, like, instilled in us to hate the Raiders. Like, I don't know what he, what he did to us, especially me. Like, I came out like I just thought they were the devil. Like, I'm going to rip everybody's heads off. And I came out flying. I think I had, you know, four or five sacks that game. And I didn't play much of the fourth quarter. And I'm sit, sitting over there screaming away, as to coordinator. I didn't want to go out because I wanted to break Derek Thomas' sack record. And I was like, man, just let me break the damn record on these guys there. Monday night football. Let, let me do it, please. And they uh and they took me out the game. So
3: So Sean, how do we get free lights out gear? Then the address. Oh, Speedy, you've got the connections. Make it happen. Butts. Anyway, call to the butts.
5: So, so,
3: Sorry, Sean. We get. I. I get. I get very. Um. Sorry. Anyway. I lost my. What's next for you as far as like a business venture? Obviously, you've got lights out. There's Fubo Sports. What. What. What else is on the well, horizon? That's a the company for you?
2: they're working with. Fubo. Uh,
3: Fubo yes.
1: Sports. Yeah, we're on. We're on Fubo. Um. You know, I got a couple shows coming out about athletes transitioning from their their sport to lights out. So I have a whole show that. I've already shot the pilot for I'm just waiting to get greenlit now on, on uh, the uh, production date. Oh. But this is next level because a lot of people are trying to figure out, like, you know, wonder what happened to their favorite athlete and their, you know, process when they got done playing. And some of these guys, like, you know, had problems or troubles or depression and all different kinds of stuff. You're like, these dudes are coming back to fight um, for multiple reasons. And it's a really, really cool story. And some of these guys can go and they can really scrap.
2: Oh, I can't wait for that because I'm looking for, like, the next thing because the next ultimate fight is garbage. I mean, I don't want to watch these guys. Half of these guys, they get it. They get, they get their tire. If some of them make it to the finals, they get in. The UFC puts them in for one or two fights. They get knocked out. They're done. Nobody's going to talk about them again. I want to see, like, these ex-athletes actually go on a TV show. They fight against one another, and there's a champion. And after that, you know, they win some money. I think it'll be – I think that's cool. I think that's going to be really, really cool. But uh, anyways, uh, we are talking to former charges and bills, all pro linebacker Sean Merriman. last question, and uh, we're going to let you go because I know you're pretty damn busy. I know your workout plan. I, I, I do pop it on Snapchat here and there. I see you in the gym and you're doing your thing, so I know you're pretty busy. Um, your workout plans and, and that's something that very it's to me what i've seen you know of you in the last couple of years. I, I know a couple of years ago I saw you at the, uh, I saw you at the Super Bowl you were, you were doing radio row. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. I, I I know you were there. I didn't get a chance to speak to you, but you were busy. Um, what what are you doing right now with your workout plans? Are you are are you building a workout plan video uh, for for people to actually check out your style of uh, you know the way you work out, the way you keep your body in shape? Because dude. For a guy that's out of football for as long as you have been, I think you've been out of football for what seven years, eight years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the shape that you are in, it's it's incredible for a guy who just because I, I see a lot of these football players, they lose all this weight, they look scrawny, they look you know I don't know what happened to them. Maybe they go on this crazy I don't know I'm going to drink water diet. Uh, but you, you're still big, you're still strong, and you're still working out. So what are you doing? And are you doing something like that?
1: Yeah, I was, the MMA's helped out a lot, right? Because like when you play as long as I did, and I'm not talking about just the NFL, like you know college, high school, you know uh, boys and girls club, pee wee league. So you start a long time, like your body, you if there's no way for you to go and do all the same workouts you did when you played football. You just can't, you can't do it, right? Uh, so the MMA's definitely helped me to stay like competitive, keep my weight down, you know, stay being able to open my hips and be able to move around and overcome like some big stiff. This pound of weights all day and can't move. Uh, and then I mix in a combination of circuit training and a little bit of weights. Um, hot yoga, I do uh three day two, three days a week. Mm. And so like it's it's really a, it's really uh the consistency of it. You know, people think you gotta go in the gym and have like these amazing Olympic workouts every time you don't. You just like, hey, work out four days a week, mm. you know, out of the seven, stay consistent, you'll stay in shape. I mean, it's pretty. I know it sounds easier said easier said yeah. than done, but for me it is. It's like I go and I roll out of bed six 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 thirty in the morning. I hit the gym and then I get my day started at eight thirty. Like it's just normal for me. Mm.
4: So one teammate, either with the Chargers or with the Bills, when you were there, that was that was your favorite guy to hang out with or or talk to you, and a, the best story, a good story that comes with with that player, and
1: why? Um, I would say um. I would say Low Neil, man. Like Low Low was my guy. I mean, we you know, we we had a pretty tightness uh, like a tightness team where you didn't have people hanging out like with just certain groups. Like we all hung out with each other. Um but Low man, he was uh believe it or not, my rookie year, he uh he was my workout partner. I think he was in his 12 or 13 year at that point, and I couldn't keep up with him. Like Low was just he was like just on another level. Um but I remember one of the times he uh, it was a rookie dinner and we got in we we got into it like you know just talking back and forth on basically who can take more shots. And we both had drank 19 shots that night, right? And I just woke oh, up and I remember it was the worst <laughs> hangover I think I've ever had in my life. I think I slept on a hotel dresser. I took the TV off and slept <laughs> on the night. Um but after that we we kinda we had this truce. We got, we we had this thing called brother-in-law because we would we we would clash and practice and try to hit knock each other's heads off and that's or we which is challenge challenge challenge, and it was you know just such a pleasure being around O'neill but we had to we had to go we had to brother in law that thing,
3: Sean, you hit a very sensitive topic before when you were talking about how athletes when they no longer are in the limelight, they kind of fall from grace, no one knows what they're doing or how they're doing which your show will obviously show uh, when it comes out what do you have any advice for former athletes that maybe? they didn't leave their sport on their terms or they're looking for something to do in their spare time?
1: Yeah, I would say get started. Whatever you're doing now, like, while you're playing, start planting the seed on what you want to do next. Like, there's nothing like that first year when you're out and you're going through it. It took me, like, a a good year to release the game of football. I remember sitting in a a broadcasting booth talking, you know, about the games, and they would come to me, and I would feel bad talking about somebody blowing the coverage because I knew them. (laughs) <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, you, you, know, you thought that you, you're told, like, not to throw your boy under the bus. Right. or You're, you're one of your teammates or somebody, you know, and they blown the cover three. I'm like, hey, that's such and such fault. And you it just took me a whole year to get away from the game mentally and stuff like that. But I rode right into what I wanted to do next. Like, don't take that time off. Don't sit around because you will be miserable.
2: As you guys know, former Chargers, Bills, All-Pro linebacker, Sean Merriman. Sean, tell the fans how they can find you. Tell them how they can find Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, if they want to fight or reach out to get some apparel from your organization, how they can uh, find you guys on social media.
1: Yeah, if you're a former athlete, definitely reach out through uh, through DM, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram. It's at both, at Sean Merriman. Reach out. It's uh, at Lights Out XF is, our, is the company. LightsOutXF.com is the company. And check us out, Football Sports. You know, catch all the fights there. Uh, we're live December 10th coming up. Got a huge card that we're going to announce here, I think, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. And uh, we just can't wait, wait man. I, I love it.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I bring back my MMA show, I would love to get you on the show and talk a little bit of MMA, uh, kind of way away from football because you're now an MMA guy. So one question, and we'll let you go. Dirtiest player when somebody is in a pile, who was the dirtiest player you ever played against that is going to come you know, under the pile and say, some of the most raunchy, disgusting things to you.
1: John Runyon? <laughs> <laughs> I remember John Runyon. Really? That's my and hey look, that's my that's my guy. Now he actually finished his career off of the Chargers and I love him to death. He's real, you know super cool guy. But I hated playing against him. If you stand across the pile or anything, like he was taking you right over. He, <laughs> I mean, when they say play to the whistle, we play to the whistle. And then, you know, two seconds after that. So you got to watch out. Oh, man. For John a team
4: Runyon. in an opposite conference, you brought up the, the Eagles teams a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember John Runyon.
4: I would never, when you look at John Runyon,
2: you wouldn't look at him as one of those guys that are just like vicious. You would think Ray Lewis, even though Ray Lewis was so like – you know, so energetic and, and what he does on the field. I If he was on... Also, uh, Suggs, Terrell Suggs, the way he talked on the field. When I saw him, when I was on the field, when I got a chance to go a live game, and I listened to Terrell Suggs, you can hear him all the way on the sidelines talking the crap that he was talking. and it, And he really put up. He definitely did when he went out there. But... Uh, Sean, thank you for joining us. We'll definitely want to get you back on again. We'll reach out to you very, very soon. Thank you, uh, obviously, your publicist uh, for letting us uh, you know get you on. I know you're a very busy man.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me.
2: Sean Merriman. Obviously, check out Lights Out Extreme Fighting, former Charger, and Bill's All-Pro linebacker, Sean Merriman. How was that? Were you happy?
3: Oh, that was cooler than I thought it would be.
2: <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, you know speedo' will reach out for some – you know apparel, but you know thought, Jeff, Jeff thought, actually added something very interesting. Just wait until he requests his size <laughs> X, I, X X X X L. I don't care what Jeff says. That was the highlight of my day. <laughs> Man,
3: <laughs> I actually could probably go home right now and not miss the rest of this show. At all.
2: We should, you know, we should get, we should have him promote your fight with Jeff. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, that would have been a good idea.
2: <laughs> we'll put him on Fubo Sports Sportsbook. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. But I might do that. I might reach out to Sean Merriman. I got to fight for you an exhibition bout. <laughs> like,
3: Who would buy that? Stux
4: like says, hmm, any chance he could have Joe Namath fight Susie Kolber?"
2: <laughs> oh, I'm picking Susie. <laughs> uh, we should reach out to Sean and ask him. Oh, you look at Jeff says I'm in.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, that would be a great sell for you if you if you knock out Jeff, a national TV on that center stage. I mean, Tyler, you'd be uh, a, a superstar, right? Out, you know, you you win fight of the night. I would win fight of
3: the night.
2: You don't want to win fight of the night, or you I said I would win fight of oh, the night. Oh, so so you, so, tell me what you're gonna do to Jeff, okay? When December 14th.
3: Why would I, why would I, why would I do that?
2: What would you don't want to reveal your uh, your plans?
3: Why would I do that?
2: No, I just want to know what he you... He told me what he wants to do.
3: So but I want to know what it, you want to do. I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what he's going to do. And
2: what's the opposite he's going to do?
3: Well, if he's going to run at me and try to put me in chokes, why yeah. would I run back at him? That would yeah, be really yeah. dumb. So what
2: would you be doing? You have to give some kind of common sense to what you're going to do to him to kind of throw him off.
3: No, he can just think that he's going to run in there and pummel me to pieces. It's fine.
4: Carl says, the GM-coach relationship, Sean explained, sounds a lot like Tyler's last relationship. (laughs) Snug says, what is the date of the Jeff versus Tyler about?" December 14th. Carl said, both avoided each other at all costs in the building.
5: Who said that?
3: Because he's actually not wrong at all. Uh, Carl. No, Carl's actually, I mean, he didn't mean to be right, but he was pretty much right. Carl said,
4: said, the GM-coach relationship, Sean was talking about, I Explained what the, Sean was explained sounded like Tyler's last relationship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's pretty much right. No, but I, I, it's interesting out. to me.
2: It's it, and then by the way, Jeff says it's never happening. Jeff versus Tyler bout it's never happening. That's what that's what Jeff says. He doesn't think it's happening. He, he's afraid that you're gonna you're gonna quit and you're gonna ring the bell and say I'm not fighting. Are you gonna do that on December fourteenth? Why would I do? that? All right, so Jeff, he's in, man. He's in. He's ready to roll. We, we we even got the referee. I've got I've got a real good referee, John. No, no. He, he's he uh, he's going he's he's a referee right now, amateur and pro referee. Referee, we're gonna go to his gym, and uh, he'll he'll do it right there, Chris Molina. He'll do it, and uh, it'll be an exhibition. You you might know Chris. I think it'll be real real interesting. I think uh, I think it'll be fun to watch. What do you think? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, are you gonna, you know, if you, if you do show up there, are you gonna just like, you know, tap the ground before the fight even starts and say you give up? Why would I do that? Uh so Jeff says, yeah, he's changing a hundred things already. He don't want to sm- He doesn't want to smoke.
3: What have I changed?
2: <laughs> I will take the play-by-play <laughs> call. <laughs> If it has recording, li- if it's recording live, yes, we will record live, and I might even have some play-by-play. <laughs> I just want to have everybody watch this because this uh, this will end everybody suffering. You'll you'll all have the opportunity to watch Jeff versus Tyler. You know, take for tag, and and have the opportunity to get the chance to see who's going to win this. Crazy fight. Speaking of
4: fights, Carl says, <laughs> Jeff, "Jeff, he doesn't want to catch these hands. Ha 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 ha." Stuck says, "I can do. Can I do the color catch these hands?" Carl said. Uh, Stuck says, can I do the color commentary." <laughs>
2: well, that's a good question. But speaking I, of I, fighting, I, yes. But McGregor looks huge. Well, he looks cut. He doesn't look huge. And he said he was going to gain a little bit of weight. And he might fight in a 170 division. He might not fight at 155 anymore. That, that's what I heard. Which, if you're at 170, when you're fighting at 155, and you're gaining 15 pounds, and you're cutting up, you're going to look a lot bigger. So, he's
4: ben, not that big. Ben says, could be interesting. Announced earlier today, Salt Lake City, London, Toronto, St. Louis, St. Dude, San Dude, just look at me. I'm 220
2: pounds, and I'm, I'm just as tall as Connor McGregor. I might be a little taller than him. He's he's five eight, so I'm two, two two inches taller than him. So I'm taller. You're than five him. ten. I'm five ten. So if if I'm five ten, and I'm two hundred and twenty two pounds, two hundred and twenty pounds, which I am, I'm twi- I I'm. If you look at me, I'm a lot bigger than he is. So it's just you know, pictures are deceiving, and when you see somebody, it's deceiving. Well, no,
3: I I get it, but he looks a lot bigger than what I last. Yeah, he he is. He's
2: fighting at one seventy. You know, so that he's gonna look bigger. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea for him.
5: Though.
4: I don't think a lot of things good for him. But...
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if
4: Errol, I don't. Th- I don't think Errol's promoted any idea Conor McGregor's ever had. I, I well, don't no, think anything I mean... he's done is smart. So <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> but if he's he's a good man, he's a good marketer. He can market himself. That guy right, is he's a be genius a when it event, comes to marketing. I... That's about it. He's going to be slower than. He's well, going to be real slow. He. First of all, I I think, and I don't want to talk about fighting because I really, you know, this isn't a fighting show. No, right I know, now. but I,
3: I but I, it's uh, just ironic that I saw. He's going to be
2: slower. He's going to be slower, but not that much slower. Not not as much slower as you think he is. By the way, it's thirteen uh, nothing. The uh, the uh, India New England Patriot. That was an Indianapolis. Whatever. New England so Patriots.
4: do the Colts.
2: Yes. got <laughs> yeah. us um, the Colts. At 10.30, we'll be talking to Lakers uh, Nation senior writer and podcast host, Trevor Lane. So he'll be joining us. We'll talk a little I'm basketball bad, with man. him.
4: Uh, um, ben says this uh, could be interesting. Announced earlier today. This is actually interesting. Salt Lake City, London, Toronto, mm-hmm. St. Louis, San Antonio, Mexico City as possible NFL expansion team locations.
2: Um, London is something that I believe they're shooting for. And I believe... That before our time, before our time is done, and I, I think it might be very soon, that we're going to see a London team. That you're going to see a team that would that's
3: be a stupid idea. It, it's
2: just the way I the agree. NFL I is. agree, but I could have. It's about, it's no, about I, money. I, 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 it's I about agree. money. And in, it's obviously the about. NFL is trying to make money. If you bring an NFL team out in Europe, uh, it's going to draw even more fans to go and watch football. And I think it's going to draw even more fans to love the sport. I could definitely and see a of the ex- City, too. And you're going to bring oh. Now you're going to see a lot of foreign players come to the NFL and want to come and play high school ball, you're seeing
4: now. It is, it is growing. I think, uh, I think Jay Ajayi, if I remember correctly, was actually born in England. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely growing over there because the, the first London game was actually the uh, – the Giants, the Giants, and the way. Dolphins at uh two thousand and seven game. Top ten corner
3: of football. People need to stop sleeping on this kid. Top ten corner. Aj Terrell. You don't know the year he's having, dude. I agree. He's, he's having a. You think he's already a top ten corner though? This
4: year, yes. Oh, performance-wise, this year. Okay, that's fair. He's good
2: this year. That doesn't mean he's a top ten. You know, as and of right, right now. now
4: only- he is. Right. Yes. This season.
3: This yes. season.
2: But he, uh, t- to me, you can't look at one year and, and put him in the top ten. Well,
3: right here, right now, he's a top ten corner in football. and this No year. one talks about him. No,
2: mm, well, that's fine. That's because he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Who's going to want to talk about him?
4: Oh, but, believe me. We, we used to have somebody on this network that thought a cornerback on the Atlanta Falcons was the best in football, too. Yeah, your friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your best friends. You know, the Gleetster. Uh, Guidette, you know, uh, Guido, Guidette, what, what is that? Guido uh, juice, Guido juice. Yes, uh, I like the Guido juice. Oh, Why like the...
3: We, what the hell? What brought up Guido? Yeah,
4: he used to think there was an Atlanta Falcons
2: corner that was been, the best man. in what football. You zone out for a second, you lose, uh, you know, lose I, I circulation to I the brain. That was
3: it. I really didn't need to hear what you guys were the, I mean, with. like,
2: is your brain flowing? Is there enough oxygen getting to your brain? I mean obviously
4: ban the beef, Snug says. I mean oh God. Snug also says, I'm assuming the beef will want to be a ring girl for the fights. <laughs> please don't let that happen. <laughs> that would be really
2: funny, actually.
4: <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Who
2: would pay to see the beef being a ring girl? As I, long I, as he
3: doesn't have to wear the outfit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be funny. Please. How about please. whoever loses between you and Jeff have to be the ring girl of Fubo, FUBO? Or what is it? Fubo, Fubo, Fubo Sports Book, uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, Competition. I'll, I'll talk to with that. I don't, I don't think Sean would. I'm going to say I don't know. That. If I think that. it'd be funny. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. You would have Sean, to wear. Yeah, but he's you have a businessman. Yeah, he's
3: a businessman, not a clown. Who would?
2: <laughs> who would want to see? Either. That's what I'm saying. In a dress and high it's heels. It's not a dress or
3: high heels. <laughs> They're booty shorts and a bra. I don't, listen man There's no way Ain't no way, no how I'm not agreeing to that regardless of what
4: happens Ben says, as long as Tyler isn't a ring girl, too. No says, way. I would be okay with the bee fighting Kenny in a, pre- in a pre-limb fight. Who is fight. Kenny? You don't know Kenny? <laughs> One of our callers that calls like once on. a year. And he's, How do you not know Kenny? He always sounds like he's high. Uh, he, he's always high. He called up when he was high. I know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> with, with, his,
4: with his wax. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Giants fan and a Yankees fan, and that he doesn't even remember what things that are happening this year. He, he,
3: he's he's like a local fan. Oh
4: man, Tyler with a moo. I from, think that'd
2: be interesting. That would be a, a, a moo? That would be good. He's from how Upstate. about you wear my grandmother's moo? Actually, Speedy wore his grandmother's moo. Yes, thank you. I, Washington, Washington at that, at that time, Redskins
4: and. I team. I
2: really think that you know. How about you fight Jeff in a Moo? That would be interesting. How hey, like, about you wear a Moomoo?
4: I've mentioned many times. If I though, lose but... a fight, I'll put a Moomoo on.
3: No <laughs> one even wants to fight you.
4: That, that wasn't even the worst one. Wearing the Cowboys jersey with, uh, with the beeve in studio was the worst one. Oh. The beeve wants to fight me. On uh, third and long. Well, no, he
2: doesn't.
4: The beef wants to fight no, me. No, he doesn't. He, he told me he wants to fight me.
2: Maybe it'll be me and beef. <laughs> we'll be uh, the cornerstone of the, of the card. It's <laughs> like Kenny needs to call <laughs> who's, who's once in an hour. Who's, your, who's the betting guy? Who Chass? is the betting, Chass? Chass? Yeah, let's. Well, the betting line would probably be Jeff. What is the betting line between you and Tyler? <laughs> Jeff, I want you to call the show. <laughs> He's got to call the show for our picks later, but uh, I would really like to hear what Jeff has to say about the betting line if, if, if and when he fights. You know, Tyler, where where is the betting line going to start?
4: Snug says Kenny needs to call once an hour. We should all kick in and send him some wax. And Speedy is pretty hot. Ten to one. Speedy is pretty hot in a dress when what? he puts his hair up. Just saying. Um, well, that's fun. Well, I, Snug, the dress wasn't the most embarrassing thing. I still don't, don't hate that as much as when I had to wear the Cowboys jersey when I bet the beef about the Seahawks Cowboys playoff game, the one playoff game Dallas actually wins legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Jeff.
2: Looks like he's coming in. Oh, how wonderful. We finally got him. Jeff from Tampa. What's going on, bud? What are you doing? Uh, You know what we're doing. We're... We're talking
0: by of, the way, Speedy, good you know, I realize the Patriots might give up a score here, but by the way, Speedy, uh, way to go. You laughed at me when I told you the Patriots were a top five defense in the league. They're number two, but you gave them no credit. I so said good front for you. seven, you
4: know at the beginning of the season. They're the, I didn't two, to o- be this
0: they're the number two overall defense in all of football. You still need to have a front
4: seven for that, you stupid. Okay. Fuck. I didn't expect them to be the uh, top ten level at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <This> <laughs> I I, and
0: yeah. I told you yeah. and yeah. I told, yeah. And yeah. I told yeah. you, I you that top five defense. And I told I know, you top Jeff. five defense in the league and everyone laughed at me, didn't they? Yes. Who's laughing now? I, all right, who's laughing? Jeff. All right, I was wrong. Oh, they don't have a front set. Yeah, they're number two in all of the NFL. I guess they're doing that, what, with just they play 12 corners on the field for every snap? Hmm.
2: Matthew John Judon is, is having an all-pro year. I mean. Juwan Bentley's back. Oh, he's been awesome. Absolutely Never mind. Awesome. Never mind. Back. They got
0: a rookie up front, Christian Barmore, who was killing it earlier in this game. Mm-hmm. Killing it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Jeff. Uh, I mean, what here would go, be on right now. what would be the betting line between you and Tyler
4: uh, before the fight? Zero. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, are the, what is the betting line for it happening or not?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no. it won't happen. I mean, I mean, think about all the concessions we've had to give him now just to even pretend like he's even interested. Because originally he was coming here and needed he to figure out a date. Three months later, still hadn't figured out a date because I don't know. And then, oh, I can't go anywhere because I don't want to do any. Yeah, it has. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And you keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And then when, when he's like, oh, if he comes here, will you do it? You're like, oh, I guess so. You don't want the smoke. <laughs> you don't want none of it. Just say you don't want none of it.
3: No, I just would feel bad to have you call them all the way up here when I did say I'd go down there. That's what I felt bad about.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a- Then come down here. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but you won't do that though either.
2: Play fucking defense. Jesus I, I fuck. think I think it would be easier if if you come up here, Jeff, because he can't run from it. <clears throat> he can't right, run from it. That's but that, that's also not what the thing was. And so this know, is what
0: I'm saying. Is, I know. Look but, at all the concessions we need to make, and then he, he also, also tried defense. to say they stopped them. They stopped them. And then and then he tried to say that. He wasn't the one who started this whole thing when he was the one who started the whole thing, wasn't he?
3: You know, that's not that. No, I'm not going to take him.
2: Tyler, I think I think do you want Do you just tell him, do you want to fight him? Yes or no? It's it, 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 no, I, I so think so. Maybe thing, right? I don't right. care. So here's, yeah, here's let just, just get it. Th- just attack. So
3: it. so here's the borderline <laughs> truth of it. Yes. Right.
5: Let's
3: hear it. He was because he always calls and all he does is nitpick people and talk down to people because he's a genius and we're all morons. Right. Speedy, so Do I
4: nitpick you?
0: What?
3: Did oh, you, no, you nitpick do pick everybody. Pick Carol?
4: No, no, no you,
0: no, you don't. Yeah, see? So when he says, oh, all he does is call people and nitpick them. No, nope, not true.
3: D- yes, it is. Come on. You, literally just, right you literally just did it two minutes ago. You literally called, well, and literally the first sentence to Speedy was something he said eight weeks ago about a front speedy. seven. I know he was speedy, wrong. You know the he the was wrong. But you brought it up for what reason? You because you was him to I'm feel wrong. like I'm an get- idiot. So anyway, on, to get to my Hold story. On, isn't
4: that the first time I've given him Speedy shit in like three years? No, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, that's not uh, true At least least two months, maybe. You usually usually call to give it to Tyler. How I met you (laughs) (laughs) was you
3: would call every day and bash Speedy to the point where me and Guido would look at each other and be like, Speedy, don't even answer the phone when this guy calls because all he does is berate you. So forget all that. That None of that even matters. So you go in and in and in, and in anger, right, in anger, and unprofessionally, may I add, (laughs) I did say that I wanted to punch you in the face, which was true, and it still is true. And if you want to fight, we can set it up. Do I really care if I fight you or not? No, not really, not at all. It really bears no more in all my life whatsoever. But if we're really going to do it and set it up, then fine. Do I... Is it the most prioritized thing in my life? Absolutely not. Should it be? Absolutely not. Win, lose, draw, it really doesn't affect my life. Any inch of a yard... It
0: doesn't affect my life either.
3: Okay, then. But...
0: But I just you're holding on you it to it as if point it's made of, of gold.
5: Like, ah! <laughs> just choking you
0: out. No, it wouldn't affect my life either way. I get knocked out or I win. It doesn't affect my life. I'm just saying I would like to have that erection of choking you within an inch of your life.
5: Well,
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, they, they make because pills as much for those say, of things. Because as much as you say I talk shit, you're the biggest shit talker on the planet. You call everyone else stupid. Everyone else is a moron. You know more than everybody I'm not everybody saying else, I'm innocent. I'm not don't. saying
3: I'm innocent at all. To be honest with you, that's why I really don't I don't even hate you to be say, for putting all the cards on the table. I actually respect you a lot because you do say what you think. But you know, sometimes you, you catch people on the wrong day and shit happens. But if you want to make it happen, we'll make it happen. I like I said, ma- it makes no difference to me if I do it or not. I don't really care what you say. See, and that's uh, why the, the is really ridiculous.
0: You had no intention of coming here anyways. That's that's what we're getting to, right? Because you're like, "Oh, I couldn't care. It's not a priority. So when you were like, "Yeah, I'm coming to Tampa. We're doing this," you had no intention of doing. Well, that. Well, right.
3: But you also realize when people announce fights so that now it was six, eight months so planned back, right? See, so there's the It's admission, not like they right? call on, the, on Monday and say, "Yeah, you're coming down Tuesday," right? On your day off to make this happen. That's that's there's not it, how fights. So are. there's the Plan admission booked, that you never had any intention of doing
0: it in the first place.
3: Uh in two weeks? No, I had no intentions in two
0: weeks. No, you had, no, no, a booking trip no, 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 down to wherever you are and intention of flying back and doing it. No, I said to you, you had no intention of coming here at all. And you were like, right. No, I
3: said I didn't have prioritization to go there the next week. Because if we talked about it Wednesday, Thursday, you're like, book a ticket to come down Tuesday. Like, no, 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 that's not how things go.
5: <laughs>
3: I understand the heat and I understand your point. But in reality, that's not how it goes. Mm.
2: Well, uh, now that we got that out, and Sean <laughs> Merriman, how did you like the interview with Sean Merriman?
0: Yeah, Sean, Sean was good. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, not a, a lot of CTE there. Very clear of uh, spoken. Yes. Not a lot of
2: uhs and ums. Mm-hmm. Very smart dude. Yes, the mixed martial arts thing. Uh, I think creating a team and doing the promotion that he's doing and maybe even bringing up
0: That's not even going to be his biggest thing. I wish him a lot of luck in that because yes. I think, you know, if, if people like it, go for it. But that's not going to succeed because Bellator and, and UFC have like the monopoly on it kind of. Right. So that's his his moneymaker is going to be, you know, showing, you know, that TV show with players. And are they doing well a few years after football and seeing how people cope? I think that that kind of reality. People are are naturally just drawn to. I think that's his golden ticket.
2: Well, the golden ticket is, is those guys are going to be fighting. That's the whole point of this. Right, but
0: those guys are going to those kind of people are going to fight. But at the end, they're going to hug it out and probably use it as a way to, of course, as like a coping mechanism. Or maybe try
2: to get into UFC or Bellator, like some of the guys, like Greg Hardy, right? And but all that's those other things.
0: You know, I think highlighting player stories and, and seeing what they're up to after football is is where things are going to be for. him.
2: Well, you heard what he said about Ladanian Thomason, how fast his hands are. I always thought Ladanian Thomason would be a good fighter because of his athletic ability and what he does off the field, uh, his breathing techniques and everything like that. Uh, that's all about fighting. I think people forget and understand what fighting is. It's art. And did I think dude, because he was buried on the West Coast
0: and no one saw a lot of his games and stuff like that, at least on the East Coast, I don't think people realize how much of a freak athlete that dude was. Yes.
2: Ladanian Thomason? Yes. Mm. He was a freakish athlete and you, you heard it with Merriman. He says, I brought him to the gym and I put him in a boxing ring and that guy knows how to throw hands. So he's, he's a lot, very athletic. I always thought that cause I was, I'm very into mixed martial arts. I thought if I were to bring a fighter or bring an athlete into fighting, it would be him. I, I, and think, they're not even, yeah. you know, the, the sad thing for me is I don't even
0: think they're going after the, the, the former athlete that would probably be the greatest fighter on the planet. Mm.
2: Well, the they, greatest. Yeah. they're going to bring in a guy yeah, that actually has it, a fo- following, but not yeah, a guy that's I, I, I'll i give you the guy with the biggest following right now. Former football player, biggest following national
0: commercials everywhere. And by the way, would fuck everybody up. <laughs> go,
4: go ahead and try to fight Marshawn
0: Lynch. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> Lynch. I just want Marshawn uh, Lynch to become a fighter just for the press conferences alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah eating his yeah, skills would
0: be great.
2: But but here's the other thing. You ever try to fight somebody from Oakland? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's a couple of good fighters in the UFC from that at that end of the woods. So um obviously if you if you do know well, if you know the Diaz boys I don't know if you've ever tried to fight anyone from from Oakland, but they win. No, yeah, That's rarely where, where the Diaz boys are actually training. Over there in Oakland. That's where they train. Yeah, but they're Sacramento kids. Yeah, but they train over there. Which is another yeah. tough place. Yes. But Oakland? Yeah. Andre Ward is from Oakland, so uh, that's it. That's an area where uh, I think a lot of great fighters come from, and that's because of the roots and 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 really where where that. Dude there, city was a, is. dude, there was a play where ten New Orleans Saints tried to tackle Marshawn Lynch and couldn't do it. <laughs> I remember that. That was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So,
4: <laughs> the so seven and nine and, Seahawks. Yeah.
0: So go ahead and try try to tell me that punching that dude in the face is going to be a smart idea.
2: <laughs> well, I, like I said, it doesn't matter how scary a person is if you. If there if there's a guy that understands how to breathe in the technical end of it, uh, they're going to beat the tougher guy or the scarier guy, and I've seen that plenty of. No, he's powered by Skittles. He don't need no yeah, breathing. Yes. You know, yeah, those are the bite side candies. Yeah, that'll, that'll definitely help him. Uh, he could stick them on the ground so they could slip on it. That's about it. By the way, by the way, they, the way, they finally brought back the uh, the the good green ones again. Anyways, Jeff, uh, definitely call back because uh, we definitely got to do the picks, and we need your your expertise on the picks. You actually did pretty well last week, so uh, we'll get you on. Jeff, uh, okay, we lost Jeff, our one of our fans. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host Trevor Lane here on the Sports Lineouts.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports
1: Loudmouths.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy, Flying Man Petey, and Tyler, AK-47 Mothball Harrison. Remember, you can listen to our show every Sounds single nice. Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m., 631 672 Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN as in Nancy, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sean Merriman, he was a great, great guest uh X NFL player, now mixed martial audits uh mixed martial audits, lights out, extreme fighting, check him out. Uh and now our second guest, 1030. Speedy was telling me uh we were getting this guy on. So gotta gotta look a little bit uh, you know, style and profiling with our little basketball. So now we are talking to the Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host, Trevor Lane. What's going on, Trevor?
6: Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for having me.
2: Absolutely. Uh we, we've had so many great guests, and, and we haven't really had a Lakers guy on this show. Uh, I don't remember the last one we had. I
4: don't think we had one. Not we've even any of, any of the broadcasters, hold, too. I don't hold, think we had any Lakers ones. On.
2: Before we get started,
3: I want to give Trevor right now the utmost respect for that jersey behind him, that number eight there. Trevor, my friend, good job.
6: Uh, Thank you. the The Black Mamba jersey. It's my favorite of all the Lakers jerseys. So if I was going to put anything on my wall, it was going to have to be that one.
2: Well, he he's so, uh, and there's he's a photo of him Bryant back Bryant there,
6: him. I believe. Right, that's him hugging. Uh, who yep, that? that's that's, Co- that's Kobe and Powell holding yeah. their championship trophies. That right there. Oh, uh, yes. he's my
3: favorite guest. Second favorite guest.
2: Well, there you go. So Trevor, <laughs> you got a fan.
6: All right, uh, I'll take it.
2: So why don't we get into a little bit about your writing career, how you got into writing, and. And how long have you been writing for the Lakers?
6: Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I started out writing initially as something that I was doing on the side of, uh, of a day job. And actually, I, I used to be a junior high teacher. And then uh, I wound up eventually transitioning into just full-time sports journalism. I don't even write that much anymore. Every once in a while I do, for the most part, what I do now is the, the videos for LakersNation.com. I do that over on our YouTube channel and there are other platforms as well. And then uh, I host the podcast as well. So I I went from writing mostly into audio and video now. I do still write a few articles over the course of the year, but not like how I broke into this business, which was almost all editorial writing. It just kind of grew over time.
2: Well, that's what happens when you uh, start something and you want to continue being the best at what you do. So uh, you start to move up and you start getting better opportunities. So there you go. See, See, you can learn something here, Tyler. You can learn something right here. Your happened? guy, your favorite, one of your favorite guys now, Trevor Lane, just gave you some information that can help you with your career. Did you hear what he said? Yes. Okay. So I'm, did you, are you paying attention now? Are you, you, know, are you,
3: you talking seen... to me? Yeah, I'm to... Yeah, I talking to you. <laughs> he's paying attention to Trevor, at but not you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm looking at you. He's,
3: he's giving I you thought, some I good information. T- Tyler, Tyler
4: is, is just only pay, paying attention to Trevor, just not
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh... I deal with him too much. I'm sorry, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, uh, why don't we get into the Lakers right now? Sure. Uh, a lot of people are looking at the Lakers there. They're not the team that they thought they were going to be. I know uh, you have a bunch of old players, players that you really put together in the offseason. You bring Carmelo Anthony over there. You bring Russell Westbrook over there. You bring all these veterans uh, that everybody was like, wow, look at this star studded team. And all of a sudden, they're 8 and 8. And what are they? I think they're in eighth place or ninth place. And they're barely making the playoffs. And everybody thinks, oh my God, the Lakers aren't the dominated team that we thought they were going to be. And by the way, LeBron James is only played three games. So tell us what you think so far of this Lakers team. And do you think that this team is as bad as what they have shown so far?
6: I mean I don't think they are. I think it's it's hard to really analyze them. We haven't seen the real team out on the floor yet. Even even the games LeBron played they didn't have Taylor Horton Tucker for those games, who's been phenomenal in the first three games that he's appeared in this season since coming back from, from thumb surgery. They're still missing Kendrick Nunn, who is their what fifth highest paid player. They're the only other guy aside from THT, LeBron, AD, and Westbrook that's not on a veteran minimum contract. Kendrick Nunn is still out with a bone bruise. You've got players who've been shuffling in and out of this, this lineup the entire season. Trevor Reza is still a few weeks away. So we've yet to see this team really play the way they were built to play. So it's hard to analyze what they've got and what they don't. Um, I think we can still be a little bit disappointed in terms of the games they've been blown out in. Like Even without LeBron, the idea of bringing in Russell Russell Westbrook was, hey, when LeBron's out, this guy can help run the offense. This guy can help carry the the load, right? And we haven't really seen that. So I think the disappointment about the team is not necessarily unwarranted, but I don't think we can just completely write them off either and say, oh, this team is just – they're not going anywhere now. We've, we've yet to really see the Lakers play this season.
4: So my biggest reason why I like the Russell Westbrook move in the offseason was it takes a lot of ball handling pressure off of LeBron. And as a result, I think you'll see LeBron, he's been low managed a lot this year already with the injury. But still, we've seen we've seen it where... They've load managed him because they want him to do all the ball handling duties. So both short term and long term, do you think that's a big factor for why they brought in Russell Westbrook rather than thinking they were going to bring in a shooter initially? There are rumors with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. Do you think that's the biggest reason for Westbrook or do you think it's something else? And also, what do you think long term? it'll be will it be Westbrook still handling the ball most of the time or do you think LeBron will take over
6: yeah I mean I think that that the the main draw of bringing in, in Westbrook's first of all he's a former MVP right so just in terms of your ceiling your top end talent he brings you a little bit more punch than the other options which were Buddy Heald and DeMar DeRozan at least from the offseason perspective DeRozan's been phenomenal this season and a lot of Lakers fans are going oh wish we had we had traded for him instead but uh, but Westbrook The ideal situation is indeed what you're saying. He takes a little bit of the burden off of LeBron James and lets LeBron coast a little bit more during the regular season so the entire offense doesn't have to run through him every single possession. Now, you mentioned, is that going to be a a long-term thing? Come playoff time, the ball is going to be in LeBron's hands. And and late in the fourth quarter, the ball is going to go through LeBron James. We've already seen that in the limited minutes that the two have played together. That when it's crunch time, when it's it's do-or-die moments, LeBron gets the basketball. There's no question what the pecking order is here. So as the season goes on and they get into more high-profile games, you're going to see the ball in the hands of LeBron James more and more. But it's in the early going. It's You know, they've said this a bunch of times. The season's a marathon, not a sprint. And in order to get all the way to the playoffs and get LeBron healthy, they're hoping that Westbrook can kind of ease some of that burden.
3: Now, obviously, LeBron and Russ are going to facilitate a lot to Anthony Davis. Uh, Offensively, I think he's the best five-tool player they have. As far as just he's able to do everything on the floor. So when Anthony Davis, who in his career has kind of been laid back, he's not very vocal about things, when he comes out and says we suck, in regards to not being he getting dominated in the third quarter, night after night after night, are the Lakers in the locker room starting to get a little like? Maybe we need LeBron. Maybe he helps us more than we think. Or are they just kind of like, ah, oh, this isn't a big deal right now?
6: I mean, they they know that they need LeBron. They've known that from from day one. But when Anthony Davis comes out and says and says things like "we suck," uh, he's talking about the effort on the defensive end of the floor. There's that has certainly waned during certain points of the game, and it's been noticeable. Um, this team just hasn't quite been on the same page, and there's almost an element where. They've got all these guys who were at one point stars, some guys who are currently stars, or maybe an all-star level player, right? Westbrook, maybe we can argue he's more of an all-star caliber right now at 33 years old, but Anthony Davis, a star level player, Carmelo Anthony, a former star, Dwight Howard, same thing. And there's just kind of this sense that they really do have a low margin of error right now. And you wouldn't expect that with the big names. And maybe they didn't expect that either, but they are, are running into teams that are beating them, like the Thunder, like the Wolves, that really shouldn't, and that's going to be frustrating. That's where you get Anthony Davis coming out and saying, we suck, because we should be beating these teams, and we should be performing at a higher level than this, and we shouldn't be having to push down on the gas pedal like we, we need to in these games, but then when we need to, it's not really there. We see that the effort level isn't really there throughout the entire 48 minutes, so that's something that they've got to figure out and fix, and LeBron James does band-aid that to a degree right he comes back and and he solves a lot of the problems that they do have but still it's been disappointing to see what they've done so far given the fact that even without LeBron they do still have a lot of talent
2: we are talking to Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host Trevor Lane Uh, obviously there's another California team playing pretty damn good basketball right now and that's the Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, Steph Curry, um, what he is doing, I mean, it's unbelievable. His three-point shot, I mean, he's the best shooter we've ever seen. Uh, is he one of the greatest point guards of all time? I think people are a little bit blind. We forget what the point guard position entails. I, I think he's more of just an unbelievable sh- He's a great. He's great at ball handling and doing all that stuff. And he's also a good passer and all that other stuff. But the game has changed, and we all know two-way basketball and the way that the point guards played in the 80s and the 90s and today are completely different. But uh, what are your thoughts with this team right now, the Golden State Warriors? Are the Lakers worried about how good the Golden State Warriors could be when Klay Thompson comes back?
6: I don't think they're worried about that. It's a long season. We've got a long ways to go until playoff time. I mean, things can change a lot in the NBA between now and then. So they're focused on, from you know, the Lakers' perspective, they're not looking over, over at the Warriors or looking at the Nets, which was the big team heading into the season that we thought was going to be you know, the, the chief rival of the Lakers going head-to-head. Nets and Lakers in the finals was supposed to be the, mm-hmm. the betting favorite matchup. And now a lot of people are saying maybe that's not going to happen. But the Warriors have been tremendous. They've been great. Uh, one of the, the narratives that we've seen take hold this season is that the teams who have a real system in place – and the teams who are are really clicking together are the teams that are finding success we're finding the the top heavy teams with a lot of star level talent aren't quite having the success that we normally would see and perhaps that's because of the rule changes the the way the game's being officiated a little bit differently that can certainly be a factor but the warriors have been absolutely tremendous um, they're going to probably get better when Clay Thompson comes, comes back. When James Wiseman comes back, Jordan Poole, I think has been really big. Damian Lee, the growth of those guys has raised the ceiling for them. And so instead of looking at them as kind of a tier two team they're they vaulted up to maybe being the best team in the Western conference could be the best team in the NBA right now. So there's certainly a threat, but there's a lot of threats and we'll see how this all looks as the season goes on. But I don't think there's any team right now saying, oh man, that, that team over there is just unbeatable, I don't know what we're going to do with them it's it's too early in the season for that
4: So you mentioned system, and we always, a lot of people argue with is Steve Kerr a good coach, because he's carry about a super team with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson etc, and Errol and I have always said oh, he's a figurehead coach, he's not really a great coach, but now this year he's actually proving it maybe he does have a good system in place, and also we've seen it with a lot of LeBron's teams too, with uh, him having these figurehead coaches uh, Tyron Lue being a, an example of that but over the years even Eric Spolscher when he first started wasn't really known as a basketball guy he was a video guy so do you think do you think a real system is still necessary for a lot of these these Lakers teams and even now the Warriors to get into place and maybe the aspect of just having the superstars is fading away even somebody like Steve Nash with the Nets too do you think they need a real coach now to win or you still think maybe it's still the players first
6: I mean, I think, like, back when the Warriors had Kevin Durant and Steph and Clay and Draymond, like, that's that's almost at a point where, okay, just roll the basketball out and you're going to win, right? I mean, if your offense breaks down, oh, bummer. We give the ball to Kevin Durant and he's going to go create a shot for us. So those types of teams don't necessarily need a true system. And we've seen the Lakers do the same thing for years now, where, last two seasons anyway, where the offense has mostly been, well, they've got some plays and things in place. When things get tough, when it's playoff time, then – you know, LeBron's going to orchestrate the offense. Anthony Davis is going to be a major factor. And that's what's largely going to carry you through more than a system in place. However, early on in the season, uh, and the Jazz have been a team that have been criticized for this, that their system carries them through the regular season and then come playoff time, when teams can lock in do exactly what that system is, they kind of fall to pieces, right? And that's that's what we've seen historically with Utah. So the teams that have systems in place right now, and have that kind of uh, carryover from last season. They've already got guys who were in place last season, who know exactly what to do, have a feel for playing with each other, have that kind of chemistry. Those are the teams that we're seeing find success, probably to a higher degree than the teams right now that are truly reliant on stars. I mean, even the Milwaukee Bucks have been dealing with a number of injuries. They beat the Lakers last night, but they've struggled as well. Um, not to say that they have a, a poor system or anything, but they've been overly reliant on their stars because they've had so many guys that have been out. So I think that we're at a point in the NBA where I'm not sure if the system thing is going to stick all the way through to the playoffs. But it does feel like at the moment, with the way the game is being played right now, compared to last season, compared to the season before, the teams that are really clicking on all cylinders in terms of if you've got all your role players going are beating teams that are reliant on stars. And we'll find out if that continues to be a thing in the playoffs or not. Historically, it hasn't been. But this season has a different feel to it to me, than what we've seen in the past.
3: So we're talking a lot about Golden State. Draymond Green, obviously, on his uh, podcast or show, whatever you want to call it, mentioned, obviously, the Lakers' uh, Staples Center is now undergoing a new name. Yeah. Is is it because they want to kind of just create a new aura in the Staples Center? Obviously, the Kobe incident and his aura is very much still in that building. Are they trying to kind of just – start something new or is it really just about the 700 million dollars
6: no it's 700 million it's not it's not even the lakers i mean the lakers don't that's they don't have the arena naming rights um so staples uh, aeg may have gotten those rights back from staples we're still seeing exactly how this this deal is all going to work out but the bottom line is this is the biggest arena naming deal in american sports ever and so that's what this is about. Staples paid 100 million for the the arena arena naming rights back in 1997 for a lifetime deal and now they just sold it for a 20-year deal for 700 million dollars which is which is unbelievable. But again, the Lakers don't really have a lot to do with this. Yes, they play in the building, but they don't have the rights to the arena. So this isn't about the Lakers trying to turn things toward towards a new era or anything like that. This is very much a a deal for the the ownership group for the the building.
2: We are talking to Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host Trevor Lane. So we're watching the game, and, and basketball is changing. I mean, obviously, some of these players are becoming prima donna, prima donna's. Uh, Kyrie Irvin has been a prima donna in the league for the last couple of years. I, I, you know, after what Kyrie Irvin said and what he stands for, you can't really attack him. You can't really say anything bad about what he is doing uh, for himself and his family. And uh, being transparent. Uh, to to be a front runner and a leader of the league, when you when you look at the league now with Ben Simmons, obviously Kyrie Irving, and some of these these players that we're seeing make a lot of money and you know uh, not causing trouble but being interesting Samaritans to the league. What are your thoughts to where the league is going and how Adam Silver could help uh, you know kind of like take back or take control of this league because it has become a players' league.
6: It has. Um, There's, you know, there's a few different ways to look at this. I mean, the Kyrie situation and the Ben Simmons situation are very, very different Mm -hmm. in terms of what they're doing and what they want. Uh, The Kyrie situation is pretty unprecedented. If Mm -hmm. we're looking at what's going on with Ben Simmons, though, a lot of fans obviously in Philadelphia are not not thrilled with what's going on there. Uh, There's a lot of fans around the league who aren't too happy with Rich Paul or Clutch Sports, the way this is playing out. Uh, And that's look the way Ben Simmons is behaving, the way he's acting in this situation is not it's not ideal for the NBA. It's not what you want to see happen. Uh, But sometimes things go poorly. And, you know, he's got four years left under contract, which I think that's the part that really gets people right. You can understand if a guy has one year left on his contract and the team goes to him and says, hey, are you going to stick around? Are you going to resign with us or no? And if they say no, then, okay, you're put in a situation where you kind of have to trade him to get something for them. But this is pretty unprecedented to have four years left in the contract and to be doing what what Ben Simmons is. Now, there's a mental health aspect that's been rolled into this, and I don't want to criticize him for that. Like there have been people that have questioned the validity of that. Uh, the 76ers have wanted more information and everything, which is which is fair. But we also don't want to walk back all the progress that is made towards making mental health issues a lot more acceptable. Um, but with Ben Simmons in particular, it's also we have to keep in mind that the nba did this to themselves mm. this is what this is what happens right when you have long-term contracts and then the owners say no 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 no, we don't want to get stock paying players for seven years we want to cut contracts down and then cut them down and cut them down okay great but if you're going to have contracts that are going to be shorter guess what players are going to become free agents more often which means they're going to have more opportunities to move and go somewhere else right and that's only going to create an environment where it's natural for players to say hey I'm a free agent this year. You're a free agent this year. Let's go do something together and maybe we can team up and play just like we played for Team USA together and things like that. So we're in an era of player empowerment, but part of that is because the NBA did ri- got rid of these longer term contracts. And so now player movement has become more and more of a normal thing, a normalized thing in the NBA And that might not necessarily be a bad thing. If you look at the way the NBA offseason is, how much interest there is in all the different moves and things like that, the attention on the league is almost higher when the game is not being played based on everything that's happening in terms of trades and free agency and and all of that sort of stuff. So it's a a complex issue. I can understand, though, the problem is that fans are really the ones caught in the middle, in particular with this Ben Simmons situation, right? Those are the ones that are really getting hurt by – not having the player out there. The 76ers were doing great without him for a while, but those are the ones that are kind of caught in the crossfire here between the organization and the player. It's a tough topic, and I think it's something that will be addressed in the new, the next CBA agreement to some degree, but like I said, the owners, they, they kind of did this to themselves too with what they wanted. They just didn't expect that this would be the consequence of having more player movement, that you would also get players who now felt more comfortable to say, hey, I'd like to go somewhere else now that we're seeing players move around a bit more often.
4: So we're based out of Long Island, based out of New York. A lot of Knicks fans here, Errol and I included in that. And you your team just signed one of the guys that's been with the Knicks for a while in Carmelo Anthony, and yep. he gets to play with his buddy in LeBron James now. And at one point, Errol was actually mentioning me about two weeks ago, he was actually at one point the second leading scorer on the team mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. So what do you think are the expectations for him, both short-term right now with LeBron being out a lot of games right now? What is his role going to be like and then long-term into the playoffs? What do you think between minutes, maybe his role on the team, what do you think it'll be? And maybe his ceiling as well, what do you think?
6: Yeah, it's, it's got to be less than what it is right now because it feels like he's kind of playing on dead legs at the moment. The mm-hmm. Lakers have had to rely on him because both uh, Ariza and LeBron James have been out. Uh, so they haven't had much size at the wing positions to put in there. It's pretty much just been Carmelo Anthony. He's been tremendous. He's shot the ball extremely well the last few games aside. Again, I think that... The fatigue is starting to set in now that they've had to rely on him so much. But moving forward, I think that the ideal role for him and what they envisioned was a scorer coming off the bench, a guy Mm -hmm. where, hey, he can come out there, he can space the floor for you, he can give you 20-plus minutes a night and be just fine. Uh, The defensive end of the floor, if you can get at least average-level defense from him, you're happy with that. He hasn't always shown that throughout his career. But just a guy that can come in and score off the bench for you because he's still, even at 37, he can still get buckets, and uh, that's something that a lot of teams can uh, can still need. So I, I think that's it. that's it for him. Moving forward, I don't think they want to rely on him as much as they have recently, but injuries have kind of forced their hand. I think in the future we're going to see less of Carmelo Anthony, but probably more efficiency because he's not going to have to play 30-plus minutes a night.
3: We've been talking about the Lakers' struggles, whether they're blown out of proportion or not. Right now, they haven't looked great, obviously. As Errol said said, Le- LeBron played three games. I mean, there's just been moving pieces. There's no camaraderie right now as a unit. We've seen LeBron in his past play GM, where he gets very uh, quick-triggered about, hey, all right, this team can't win this way as it is now. I need this to go and uh, get me this, this, that. It, there's a, a little bit of a feeling of Russell Westbrook's going to be that guy that if someone's going to be pointed that finger at, it's going to be Russ because of his history in OKC and then obviously what he did in Washington. Do you see LeBron kind of pressing front office to be like, listen, I don't know if this is going to work this way. Explore this option. Kyrie Irving hasn't played a game yet and there's kind of rumors going around that maybe he's trying to get out of Brooklyn to go play with LeBron again and the money matches and everything like that is LeBron trying to play GM yet? Or is LeBron just kind of easing his way back and there's no red button pushing yet.
6: I mean, LeBron playing GM is absolutely a thing. I mean, he's even talked about it. Like he set up a a command center. I think it was that he called it in his, at his house for the off season where he was hosting players and all, all kinds of things. Right. So LeBron playing that role is nothing new, but as far as whether or not he'll try to get rid of Russell Westbrook, I mean, the Kyrie thing, I don't know if that happens. I mean, there's mandates in LA too. So I don't know, you know, does that really solve the problem? We'll see how things you know play out as far as that move specifically. But if LeBron goes to the Lakers and says, Hey, it's not working with with Westbrook, figure out something else. They're going to have a really tough time doing it because he's making $45 million and there's not a lot of teams around the NBA that need a point guard. I've got a lot of fans, too, that have already started to say Westbrook turns the ball over too much. Can the Lakers trade him? What can they do with the cap and all that kind of stuff? There's nothing. There isn't really an obvious answer out there. Uh, A team that needs him, that would be interested in him, uh, they, they are going to be. Probably stuck with this group with this, these three for the next two seasons because that's you've got this season, the next season where Westbrook's under contract, um, and that was kind of what they what they knew going in that hey, this is going to be pretty much a two year run with these three together, and if things go south, I don't see a lot of a lot of options to mix that up and to change things um, other than moving one of LeBron or Anthony Davis, which I, I definitely don't see happening.
2: You look at the league right now, and and there's a lot of great players, and and we're trying to compare and contrast the past to now. And uh, a lot of people, you know, with Steph Curry and LeBron James and all these great basketball players that are coming out of the NBA right now, and and obviously the past, when you have Michael Jordan, you have Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan. When you compare and contrast the players of the times of the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s to today, what do you see in the change of the game has affected the speed of the game with these players.
6: I mean, the the speed of the game has changed. I mean, the '80s were were incredibly fast. So mm-hmm. the speed of the game has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is sped up and then it's slowed down and now it's sped up again. Um, but when we're comparing players like that through the different the different eras, it's difficult because we tend to look at it through the modern lens, right? I mean, how many people have said have said, "Oh, well, you know, hey Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or." or Shaq, right, or whoever it is. Oh, well, but yeah, but they were good, but how would they deal today with the amount of spacing, with the amount of three-point shooting? If a guy like that, let's say it's Kobe, let's say it's Jordan, let's say it's whoever, was brought up based on the way the game is playing right now, I think it's a mistake to not assume that they would also develop the skill set necessary in order to to thrive in today's game. So we just have to try to take that at face value. It's hard to compare the different eras because, I mean, like, go watch a game from even 2000 right? You go watch a game from 20 years ago and it almost looks like a different sport. The sets that they're running, the way that everything is run on both offense and defense, the rules of the NBA, they've changed so much that it makes these player comparisons really, really difficult to do. There's a lot of great players in NBA history. There's a lot of guys who have been incredible in their time. And then 20 years later, maybe they don't look quite as good compared to what they've got in that moment. But, um, that, that's just kind of what makes the question so so difficult mm-hmm. when you're looking at players from different eras because you're always looking at them through that modern lens and thinking, "Oh, what would they look like in today's game?" Mm-hmm. When that's not always really a fair way to, to, to address it, because of how different the game is from back then to now.
4: So uh, sticking with the history, because the Lakers do have yeah. a very rich history. I mean, yeah. Is, yeah. You, you could probably ask a hundred basketball fans this question, and they'd have all different responses. I know Tyler thinks it's Kobe. I think it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, we had uh, we had Mo Daquille, who's oh. a... he's a big Kobe fan too. So I... 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 we had uh, Mo Daquille, who does the uh, who does <laughs> podcast for the Athletic, uh, who's a big Laker fan. He was saying it was Shaq. Uh, people could say Magic Johnson. Jerry West, all these guys. Who do you think is the greatest Laker of all time, and why? Oh,
6: it's Kobe. I, I, grew I up told Mag- you, I grew up as a Magic fan. I grew I up as a Magic you. Johnson fan. When Magic came back in '96, I had the, all the you newspapers know from Southern California, bad. you know, plastered to my walls to in my room. I was so show. excited. But, um, but no, it, it's definitely Kobe. I mean, two decades in Los Angeles—you're not going to going to top that. What he meant went beyond just what he did on the court as well. The connection that he made with with fans is is unreal. So it's, uh, to me, the greatest Lakers, Kobe.
3: That's beautiful to hear. I'm glad Common Sense has uh, reappeared on the show. Maybe you should get his Twitter
2: feed and you can... Tell him now and privately because that's what it seems like you right. want to do. Kissy, kissy, blow him a kissy. Uh, just, he got a Kobe picture. He got a Kobe crazy. jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Kobe's, it's, his Kobe's his people respect the, greatness around oh, here. That's stop, all that happens.
3: Stop. And stop. you kind of leaned into my question stop. a little bit. Obviously, you said you grew up a Magic Johnson fan, mm-hmm. yep. and then the love, I guess, for the Lakers has obviously only grown since then. Correct.
6: Yeah, I mean, my my earliest memory, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to cover this team um, professionally now. But my earliest memory is of watching the Lakers when I was a kid, sitting on the couch with my dad, listening to Chick Hearn, and you know all that kind of stuff. The first first basketball game, the first sporting event I ever went to was a Lakers game. Charles Barkley got thrown out of the game for throwing an elbow. Like uh, I, I definitely that was up on on the Lakers. <laughs> so I, I'm very fortunate to now get to cover the team that I grew up on.
2: Well, I will say this: uh, I I love that your enthusiasm and that you believe Kobe Bryant's the greatest Laker. I think you're out of your mind, but that's just me, okay? But I I, I honestly, the most dominant player the Lakers ever had was Shaquille O'Neal, the greatest player I think they've ever had, and they've had a lot of great players. I I would push to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, I mean, he wasn't an all-time Laker because he was a Milwaukee Buck. So people, you know, forget about that, or maybe they don't forget about that. But uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he won in college. He won in the NBA. And he's one of the greatest basketball players
4: and offensive players of all time. So, by the way, uh, Trey's in our comments section saying Kobe is the greatest Laker of all time by far, and Kobe deserves to be in the goat conversation alongside MJ. Is that MJ. Trey Larkins? Trey Larkins, yeah. Our... Uh, Trey, I think...
2: man, you're my guy. Uh, I love Trey. Uh, well, <laughs> good, good
4: for Trey because Trey's out of his mind too.
2: But uh, that's just two guys that are out of their mind today. I'm sure Kobe Trevor Bryant would agree loves. with
3: that too. That he doesn't get enough goat conversation. Oh, he's not
2: the goat, and he. I didn't GOATs. say that. I didn't. He's say, not even close. I would okay? say
3: Jordan's the goat, but if the goat is here, here, Kobe was here. No,
2: Kobe is not the second greatest basketball player of all time. I'm gonna ask him this.
3: Trevor, <laughs> okay. you cover it's the joke. team. It's Kobe a joke. or
2: LeBron James. No, stop it, you Trey.
3: Oh, man.
6: What are you drinking? It's it, it, between the two. See, the difference is if we're talking about, about Kobe or LeBron James, the cultural impact around the Lakers, it's Kobe. If we're just talking about who's the greatest Laker, it's Kobe. In terms of who's had the biggest impact NBA-wide, it's it's probably LeBron. Right, I mean, if we're if we're being real about it, but no, 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 but Kobe, yeah.
3: But if you had to start a team right here, oh, here right we now, go again, ooh. with this, you're drafting right. Kobe's LeBron eighteen. James. Lebron's eighteen. Lebron you James. See what they're going to be. Who are you drafting first out LeBron of the
6: two? Lebron James. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Lebron. I think he had oh. more. He had more dominant years than than Kobe did. But Kobe's peak was was really impressive.
2: Lebron James. He he makes everybody <sighs> around him better. Okay, right. let's be honest. I'll let
6: Trevor slide. He yeah. gives Kobe a little bit no, more respect
2: well, than you do. <laughs> Anyways, Trevor, thank you for calling. Thank you for joining us. We really would love to get you on. As the season progresses and as the Lakers get better, and they actually have their whole roster on the court, uh, maybe we could talk about uh, some of the great times we're watching the Lakers play because right now it's nothing great about it. You're watching Carmelo Anthony score 29. I'm like, uh, it's Carmelo Anthony, and we all know where this is going. (laughs) So uh, when uh, the Lakers get to a strong Uh, And they're at full strength. I definitely want to get you on again and talk a little Laker basketball with you. Sure. Sounds great. Tell the fans how they can find you on social media.
6: Yeah, you can find me on uh, on Twitter, at Trevor underscore Lane, on Instagram and Facebook, at Trevor Lane NBA. You see a lot of my work over on the LakersNation.com YouTube channel, which we put out uh, daily Lakers videos there. We do a live Lakers Nation post game show right after every single game where we talk directly with fans. You guys can check that out as well.
2: You're very knowledgeable when it comes to the Lakers and the NBA, but uh, I think you're completely wrong with the Kobe Bryant thing,
6: but that's just me. <laughs> I have
3: one question for him. It's going to take two seconds. That Jack and Coke in that cup? Oh, no, just Coke.
2: Uh, there you oh, go. There you coke. go, Trevor. That's what I'm say, talking about. I have been a
6: little Jack in there at dinner time. all right, but, but that was all right. good, all right. <laughs> but he's being
2: professional. You see that? Somebody I'm not drinking had, nothing. Well, thank God, because uh, this show would be a little bit out there. I drank if you before
6: I came here, like a true professional.
2: <laughs> well, that's a professional, all right. Thank you, Trevor, for joining us, bud.
6: Hey, thanks a lot. I Appreciate it,
2: Trevor Lane. We were just talking to Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast uh, host Trevor Lane. Uh, very nice guy. I hope you took notes. I didn't take any notes.
1: You should have. Honestly, honestly. Trevor honestly, gave you nothing but knowledge uh, just now. You should have the
2: Knowledge to nothing. I, I think Trevor obviously is a Kobe Bryant fan. I didn't, first of all, as soon as Speedy asked that question, I said, Speedy, why are you asking that question? You know the answer. Look behind him. Okay? There was nothing lost. I, I knew it was going to be Kobe Bryant before he even said it. So there's nothing he's dropping. And by the way, Trey, I don't know what you're sniffing. You can sniff it. That's Trey, what call it, the show. That's, what, that's, the problem the- with, that's the problem with Trey. Now, I, I, with the Aaron Rodgers thoughts and everything like that, you have some merit. With the Kobe Bryant thing, Holy you're completely Christ. off. You're, you're flying. You're somewhere else because there's no way in hell uh, Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron James and he's nowhere close to you. can Consider him Michael Jordan. It's It's a joke. It, that just shows. By the way, Trey, Trey Larkin wasn't even alive at Michael Jordan's prime. So please, okay, I don't want to hear from him either because he doesn't even know who Michael Jordan is. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that because I think it's ridiculous when we have these young bucks Where's, come out here.
3: Where is Mr. Larkin? He's not calling.
2: Larkin doesn't have to call because yeah, Larkin. I'm asking him because I, I, you know what it is. He, is I'm going to drop. Asked, I'm going to drop knowledge on both of you because the, obviously the knowledge is is but not we, the one we ones, agree on the code. I'm not talking about the goat. I'm talking about Kobe Bryant being the second or third best player in NBA history. That's a joke. And he's not anywhere close as the number one greatest Laker because he's not. Okay? It's a joke. I, I take know. three Lakers in front of him. Okay? Three. Three. Three.
3: Kareem's out because he played him in
2: Milwaukee. No, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, no, and who's no, the other guy? But... Shaquille O'Neal, no. the greatest, most all dominant right. player in seven years span that we've ever seen in the NBA. Not for so, the Lakers. No, okay, whatever you say. No, like he was four. dominant in the Lakers, and he won three MVPs with Kobe Bryant on the roster on the team, three championships in a row, MVP. Shaquille O'Neal, mm. and that's all okay. I'm gonna say. Well,
5: they kicked him right. out
3: to make. Yeah, they, they have- kicked.
2: First of all, they, all right, they. Kicked them out and they didn't win for two years. Great job. And then they well, had to bring in Pau Gasol to well, help Kobe Bryant win. Hold
3: on. Yeah. Oh, hold just, on, what? Just, You're going to make excuses pa- here? They won three make together. A, make
2: excuses. No,
3: I'm not going to make any excuses. Mm-hmm. He won three together. Mm-hmm. Shaq without Kobe won one.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Kobe without Shaq won uh, two. two.
2: First of all, should have been Shaq. Three. was a Shaq should have, hey. could have, would have. And by the way, Shaquille O'Neal was an old man when he won with Miami. Okay? What do you mean? Hey, what do you mean? What do you what he do I mean? He went to the finals. Then he went to Miami. And then he went back to the finals and
3: won. What are you talking about? He was still in his prime when he went to Miami. Uh, and by the way, he Shaquille was O'Neal. robbing
2: the Dwayne Wade. Uh, first of all, Dwayne Wade was Batman. Uh, first and of all, Wade only Dwayne Wade that was Batman in the finals. Wade was one of the greatest finals we've Dwayne, ever seen. Dwayne Wade was a Batman in the finals. Throughout the season, Shaquille O'Neal was just as good as Dwayne Wade. Okay? In the finals, Dwayne and, Wade had one of Shaquille, the greatest performances she, we've ever seen. And Shaquille O'Neal, by the way, is an old man. He was... First of all, you ain't carrying 300 some semi-pounds. You're only going to be... Whose fault is that? that, that? That's the way he plays. And by the way... Larkin, you can laugh all you want, and it just shows you how much of Kobe fan you are. And you can kiss Kobe's ass; that's fine. Or, fine, a grant to compare him to Michael Jordan is a joke that just shows you how much you know about basketball. You don't oh. know much about basketball if you think Kobe's anywhere close to MJ. And we're not talking basketball because we're getting into football, and we got to do our picks. So uh, you're gonna have to you to go over that. Again. It's not gonna happen. We're not calling. You're not uh, to call the show. Josh so.
4: Rosen in the game, and he threw a pick.
2: Well, that's a, that's nothing surprising of it that. So, uh, let's go through our picks. That's going to take a while for us. I'm not getting into the whole Kobe thing and the crap. We don't have time for that in this show. I love going off topic all the time on this show and it makes no sense to argue something that's completely ridiculous. And anybody that compares Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan is a moron. Okay? You mean the whole planet? Uh, n- nobody compares Kobe Bryant to mor- morific people except the people that are young that never saw Michael Jordan play! What do you... He's... Kobe Bryant embodied Michael Jordan's em- game. Embodied Michael Jordan's game was nowhere close to Michael Jordan. That's
3: not what we're saying. Yeah. But, but everyone with common knowledge says the closest thing to Michael Jordan was Kobe Bryant. Uh, Maybe not in the GOAT conversation. Are uh, you talking about talent?
2: No, talent. Game, just how he played in yeah, the game. Yeah, how he played, he played like Michael Jordan. Yet okay. he always copied and his he's moves. The uh, that, he's the only one that was even close. He's the only one that copycatted Michael Jordan. Well, common sense says if this is the greatest guy I've ever seen, I'm going to copy him, too. Great. Right. And he was nowhere close to him. So that you just didn't showed copy you. didn't copy Gretzky? Uh, no, no, definitely not. You, I, didn't I cop- didn't. you didn't copy Lemieux? I, honestly, when I was a kid, I didn't copy anybody. I played my game. I didn't care about the other players, and when I really got into hockey, watching hockey, I think I was ten years old. I could, I really concentrated on my skill than trying to compare myself to a player.
4: Uh, Trey says I saw MJ play. Are you serious? Yeah. How old are you? How old are you, Trey? You're disrespecting the you? hell out of Kobe right I'm
2: uh, disrespecting the hell out of Kobe? No, I'm not. Here's what I'm disrespecting. Every day I have I, here, Here's the disrespect, is that you actually think Kobe Bryant's anywhere close to MJ. That is the disrespect. And MJ, who's a very, very close to Kobe Bryant, would laugh at you if you ever said that. So, that's all I'm going to say. Anyways, are we ready with the music? Yes. All right, let's go. Uh, by the way, where's Jeff? Could somebody text him?
3: Because we right. need to get him on. I right, certainly
2: All right. Ah, Saints...
4: And Eagles.
3: We all picked the Patriots. I'll get
4: Jeff. Saints and Eagles, Speedy. I'm going to take the Saints. I think it'll be a close game. The Eagles' defense continues to play well. I think both these pass rushes are very good. Both these offensive lines have been down from what they were supposed to be at the beginning of the season. But I think New Orleans, I can't imagine them losing three in a row. I think if the Saints won last week, I think maybe the Eagles pull off the upset here. But the Saints have actually been pretty good on the road this year. So I think it'll be a close, kind of low-scoring game. I will say 20 to, I'll say 13.
3: I guess I'm taking the upset, quote-unquote, even though I think they're, despite the record, I think they're pretty much on the same boat. I'm taking the Eagles here. I think that the offense for the Saints is absolutely putrid. Um, and now that Alvin Kamara is hurt, th- th- they don't have offensively anything outside the offensive line, and that's not going to win you a football game. And the Eagles are playing well, and I think they're just going to carry the mojo of beating Denver
2: back home. I'm taking the Eagles 20-10. to 10. The Saints need this game really, really bad. If they have any chance of making the playoffs, which I don't think they do, uh, they need this game. I don't trust the, the quarterback play. Travis Simeons is not the guy. Uh, this isn't the Broncos. Um, I like the Eagles in this game. They're at home. Uh, the Eagles' defense has played fantastic, and I think they're going to be able to stop the running game of Alvin Kamara. And They're going to have to beat him in the air, and there's nobody to beat him in the air. Give me the Eagles in a close one, 17-15.
4: Uh, Dolphins, Jets. I'm going to take the Jets here. Dol- Dol- Dolphins, I think, will lose a little bit of momentum after the long week. I think they win two straight. You want to keep playing again. Now they have a big layoff. I think Joe Flacco, being a veteran guy, I think you he know he'll know how to read a, a defense and learn an offense a little faster than somebody like Mike Whitewood. I, I I don't think Flacco's going to play great, but I think he'll have some big plays. And I think, as a whole, you're, you're going to see the Dolphins' defense which has trouble stopping the run this year as well. Uh, they'll see them get exposed a little more. Jets have to settle for some field goals, but I do think they win the game. I'll say the Jets win 23 to 17, and Jeff has arrived as well. So Jeff, uh, you just missed the Saints-Eagles pick.
0: Oh, Eagles are going to mop up the Saints. I think the Eagles are underrated.
4: All right, so we got the Eagles with Jeff.
2: Uh, Jeff's picks last week were pretty dead on. Uh, we, there was a lot of agreeing, and by the way, I won again uh, the Beavs' uh, little pick week, by the way. Um, and I didn't watch the games. Jets, Dolphins, uh, we got we
4: the got Jets. Mine, so, uh, uh,
2: Tyler, on. you're up.
3: So, I'm actually going to take the Jets here, too. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's a very Jet-like thing to do, right? You put in your third-string quarterback. We'd even start the year with. And you should lose the football game for the draft pick. But the Jets are just going to go out there and win this football game. Miami's not really playing consistent anywhere, either. I think the Jets just win this game just because they're the Jets.
2: Of course you would do that. Go ahead,
3: um,
0: Jeff. Yeah, um, you got to. I think you got to take the Dolphins in two yeah. one. Tua is coming back. He, he actually came back and looked halfway decent when he did play last week. I shit on him a lot, but you got to give credit where credit's due. And he did look good when he came back. And it's in Miami, mm-hmm. right? No, it's, in, it's, New also, it's in, New oh, it in New York. It's in I New York. It's in New York.
2: No, it's in New York. Oh, but it's supposed to be beautiful. Well, it's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, it, so. it's. Then I, it still doesn't matter. You,
0: Sixty-five, listen, I think. You, the Jets are still the Jets. No offense, Harold. I realize they're your team.
2: But they stink. Right now they do stink, and I don't think they're going to win with Joe Flacco. That's definitely for sure. Mike White is, is now – we're not hearing anything with the Jets fans anymore with Mike White after last week. So finally we can shut that door. Um, we I don't think we're going to see Zach Wilson for another two weeks, maybe three. Um, give me the Dolphins in this game. I think they played very well defensively last week. They've played very good defensively the last two weeks. Give me the Dolphins uh, in the game. They're going to be able to run the ball against the Jets' defense. Uh, defense. So uh, Dolphins win 21-10. to
4: Knock off the Jets. Washington, Panthers. I'll take Washington in the upset here. Ron Rivera knows the Panthers. He, drafted, he was part of the staff that drafted a lot of these players. I think he'll know how to make that kind of thing work. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. You saw Washington's defense playing very well last week against the Buccaneers. The Panthers' defense will keep it close, too, but I think the secondary injuries eventually will catch up to him, and I think Ron Rivera is just going to win a coaching battle with Matt Rule. I will say Washington 20, Carolina 14.
3: Well, May I just add, I hate that you go in front of me. I'm also going to take the Redskins uh, for all the reasons They're not mentioned. the
4: Redskins. They're the Washington football team.
3: All right. The Washington football team will win this football game. Ron Rivera's there. He knows the Panthers. But the run defense for the Redskins is freaking amazing. I don't think Christian McCaffrey's going to move the ball at all. And Cam Newton's not going to be able to move the ball either. I think that the defense of the Redskins, the football team, will be too much. And then, obviously, you had Antonio Gibson starting to get right. And I think it- Terry McLaurin's schedule to play. So, I think that the Reds- the football team has too much talent. Uh, 28-14. Yeah, I'm going to
0: take uh, Carolina in mm-hmm. this game. I think... Uh... You know, little little emotional boost getting Cam Newton back. Mm-hmm. I You know, I don't think he's start good, but I think he's certainly good enough to beat the team that's going to be without Chase Young for the rest of the game. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be a huge, huge letdown for for Washington. So I'll take the Panthers in this game.
2: I got the Panthers in this game, too. They played very well last week when uh, Cam Newton came in. I think he's given them a spark. Maybe they come, somehow slip into the playoffs and make noise. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I – uh, being that they're in Carolina, I think the advantage goes to, uh, obviously, the Panthers. Uh, and I, I think that Cam Newton knows Ron Rivera's defense, too. So, And so does uh, that offense. I think they're going to be able to play very well against that defense. Give me the Panthers in the
4: game. I think the Panthers win 27-21. Colts. Bills. Bills will win the game. It will be close, just like the playoff matchup. I think you'll see something very similar. I think you'll see a lot of big plays in this game. The Bills secondary in some weeks, they've been very good all season, but in some weeks have had their issues with big plays. And the Colts have done a nice job stretching the field. So I think Carson Wentz will get some big plays here and there. But I think Buffalo just has too much offensively for a secondary that has struggled a lot. I will say Buffalo 27, Indianapolis 21.
3: This game will not be close. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to steamroll the Colts. The Bills, whenever they lose, come out. They play great. They have not done it consistently. They gotta get hot, and they gotta get hot now. They're at home. They have the best defense in football. This will be all old news, and Josh Allen's gonna get going soon.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think you just gotta take the Bills. I think they're the the cream of the crop in the AFC right now. So, and I still don't trust Carson Wentz. Give me the Bills.
2: I want to pick the Colts because I think this is a very big game for them, and if they can win this game, they're. They're a game out of position to be the you know the wow, number wow, one wow. seed in their division. So uh, this this could be a really big game for the Colts. I really want to pick them. I would be surprised if they shock the Bills and knock them off. But I'm going to go with the Bills. They're the home team. Uh, they haven't looked good for the last couple of weeks. I think the Bills come out strong. I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Colts. Give me the Bills. Um, I would say
4: 27-18.
2: Um, Lions and Browns. I think this could be an upset by the this.
4: way. I, I don't know about upset. This will be close. I, uh, the Browns will win the game. I think they just have too much talent. Detroit still finds weird ways. It means nothing, uh, of so course, but <coughs> uh, of course, but that's why I think it'll be close. Uh, I'll take Detroit to cover. I think it will be a close spread, but I think the, I think the Browns will still win the game. I can't imagine them uh, losing as many games as they have. I think the the Lions' defense has had a lot of trouble against the run, and the Browns' running system has still been good. So I think that between that and their defense, I don't think they'll play as bad as they've been. I'll say Cleveland twenty three to fourteen. Cleveland's going to mop them.
3: The, the, the Lions, they had their game. They had—they played real, real hard. They tied. They're going to be emotionally shot. Now you're going to Cleveland. Nick Chubb's going
2: to be back. Well, he didn't confidence. play last week. Why shot? Confidence.
3: Because you gave your best shot to a team with a second-string quarterback. We had not played all year, and you tied. Mm-hmm. You tied. You should have won that football game twice,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and they didn't do it. So I think they're going to go in there. Dan Campbell's going to coach them up. The first half will be close, but the second half will be all Cleveland. Cleveland wins the game 34 34- Twenty-one, Jeff?
0: Yeah, with Nick Chubb coming back, the Browns are going to be a different team. Even if Baker Mayfield is out, I, I still think Case Keenum is good enough to lead them to victory. So I- I'll take the Browns.
2: I want to pick the Lions in this game. And, and, and if it wasn't in Cleveland, I'm going with the Lions. I, I think this is going to be a very close game. Um, I think this, I, if you look at the handicap, I take the, I take the money. I take the money on this. Um, but the Browns win the game. Um, I, I could see it 27-24, something like that. I do believe the Lions will score in this game. The Jaguars in San Francisco.
4: 49ers will win. This is, will be another one that's closer than expected, though. Jacksonville's defense has started to play better in recent weeks, and the 49ers' offense, they're a weird one. Like, they, they have all these injuries. They show up one week and then down the next. It seems to be very streaky with them. So I think this game will be close. The Niners will win just on coaching and talent alone. Uh, I'll say 20-10. to 10. No,
3: this is, well, not supposed to be. Trevor Lawrence is going to see ghosts. I know you've heard that one before.
0: Stop trying to ruin this. It's a Patriots thing. Stop trying to make it someone else's thing. It,
3: it, I'm not trying to ruin anything. Trevor
0: Lawrence is going to get hit left,
2: right, center, up the right.
0: Anybody looks at your face as
3: an
2: ass probably see ghosts. So.
3: so you, got, you got real upset about that, huh? Uh, Sam Darnold's not in a jet anymore. Jesus Christ. But anyway, the Niners win this game, blowout. Uh, we all need to stop talking shit about oh. Jimmy G, because obviously he was a baller on Monday night. He's actually played well most of the season. And Debo Samuel's a stud. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him or George Kittle. This for that is what matter. they're
2: going to be doing to Jimmy G at the end of the season. I agree with you, Trey. Yeah, it's it's it's
3: <laughs> it's uh whatever his name's job to lose. But Trey Lance is not playing well right now either. Jimmy G's out playing Trey Lance, so Niners win big.
2: Trey Lance is also a rookie. Um Zach 49ers Jaguars.
0: <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, I want to take the Jaguars. I, I just think that the 49ers are like Jekyll and Hyde. They're good one week. They're horrible the next. They had a good week last week. Mm-hmm. And I want to take – I just can't do it. I, I, I can see – I want to say the Jags win. I just – Shit. I just can't do it, so I'll take the 49ers.
2: I'm going to go with the 49ers, too. I think it'll be close. I think Trevor Lawrence outthrows Jimmy G and plays better than Jimmy G in the game. Sure, it's, because it's because of San Francisco's defense they're going to win this game. Uh, give me San Francisco 24-21. Uh, Texans, Titans...
4: Yeah, this, this won't be close. The Titans will win this one pretty easily. Even, even with all the injuries they have, they've still been very well coached. I think Mike Vrabel, if the season ends today, is coach of the year right now with the, dealing with all the injuries he's had. That defense has improved a lot. Um, again, it'll be sloppy. There'll be some turnovers, obviously. It's going to be a weird game like these AFC South divisional games tend to be, but it won't be close. I'll say 27-10, to 10, uh, Tennessee.
3: I'm taking the to so I'm taking the Texas. The Titans right now, they're coming off a high. They're, they're going to come back down to earth. This division is awful absolute putrid. I think I'm calling the upset here. Houston
0: 13-7. Jeff? Yeah, the, t- t- the Titans are going to win in a blowout, so I'll use my time to talk about how good the Patriots were tonight. <laughs> what a win. I love playing the
2: Falcons. It's like playing the Jets, but with cooler
0: uniforms.
5: Mm,
2: thank you. Um, I've got the Titans in this game. Uh, I think they're going to mop the floor with the Texans, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans stay in the game. I like what I see with the kid. Mills, I, I think he, I, I think he could be the quarterback of the future, and we know Deshaun Watson isn't the quarterback of the future. So give me the Titans. Uh, AJ Brown, uh, shout out to AJ Brown and the depression thing coming out oh, and yeah. talking about it today. That's an amazing thing when a guy comes out and really uh, talks and tries. He's going to try to help people and help the league and help some of the guys in the league with their depression. Calvin so, Ridley too, is yeah. doing that as well. Um, shout out to him. So give me the Titans, 27-18. Uh, Packers-Vikings. The
4: close game Vikings. Everything is a heart attack for their fans. Last week they won. This week they will lose. Green Bay will win this one close. Uh, I think the Vikings will be able to run the ball in this game, but the Packers secondary actually looked very good, even without Jair Alexander last week, against Seattle, against those wide receivers. So I do think they're not going to limit, they're not going to stop completely Justin Jefferson, but they'll limit him a lot more than other teams have had. And Adam Thielen, he's been a little down the last couple weeks. So I think the Packers win it close. I've been impressed with their defense. And even without Aaron Jones, I think the you said him. that about twice, but even without Impressive Aaron Jones, with I, think I, think the, I think they'll have enough. So I'll say, I'll say Green Bay twenty-four to twenty-one.
3: I'm going to shock you right now. I'm taking the Vikings. I Whoa! Think I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a day, and I think Justin Jefferson. And, and, gonna and, eat and them that a lot. just
4: shows you how much he hates. No, but he hates the Vikings too. Yeah, but he, he
2: hates Aaron Rodgers. It so has nothing do to do with yes, Aaron Rodgers. He hates the Vikings too. I have enough of a sample of the show. Nothing it's to do so. with my hate for uh, Aaron
3: Rodgers. I guarantee you. You sound like
4: a fool
2: every time, every week. Every week you've picked against Aaron Rodgers.
3: Every no, I week. Not. I produced his show two weeks, even when
4: he was alone. He hates the Vikings, too. That's fine. Me. Taking everybody I else but the I took Seattle battles.
3: because Russell Wilson came back. I
2: thought they'd score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you said it was a blowout. I know. Uh, and they did get blown out. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. It was 16 nothing. That's not a blowout. They looked awful. That's not a blowout. Errol, they didn't move the ball. But That's not a blowout. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You don't know what a blowout is. Beat a blowout of forty. On the row, it's not the being Jets getting blown the ball, out by the Patriots. And your quarterback looks like a high school week. kid. That's a blowout. Okay? That was a blowout. We just saw right.
3: Twenty-five zip.
2: Yeah. That's right. A, a blowout a is different. my haircut. Something that that uh, any of you guys don't know anything about. A, blow,
0: a blowout is either Errol's haircut or Errol's girlfriend's muff.
2: My girlfriend's muff. My girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't have a muff. But go ahead. Two it was a joke, Errol. Calm down. I know. I know. I know. Jeff, who do you got?
0: I'm I'm taking the upset here. Huge upset. I actually think Green Bay wins the game. Why isn't it upset? Why isn't it upset? Because I learned in week one, Aaron Rodgers was trying to lose on purpose. I forget where I no head. one said that. But he, was so he was sabotaging the team, and he was trying to lose on purpose, and I think the Packers have enough to overcome Aaron Rodgers trying to lose the game. No one said that.
2: Packers win the game. They have the best record in football. Mark my words, this is they're gonna win, they're gonna win the NFC, and they're gonna have the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, give me the Packers, and I I don't think this game's gonna be even close. Uh, Packers 28
4: 14, uh, Ravens Bears. I don't think this game's gonna be close. I'm taking the Ravens and I'm taking them in a blowout. This is gonna be a really tough matchup for Justin Fields, an outside rushing defense like the Ravens. They've gotten a lot of great production from a platoon of pass rushers. The Bears' tackles have had a lot of trouble this year. And the Bears don't really have enough to expose the Ravens' biggest threat weakness on defense, which has been the big plays. The Bears don't have the receivers really to do that. They might get one from Robinson, maybe, but that's really it. And the Ravens' offense, I think, will be able to move the ball methodically. And that's secondary for the Bears has had a lot of trouble. I'll take the Ravens in a blowout, 27-13. to 13. I really think Chicago's going to
3: win this football. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm taking Chicago. I think Justin Fields has only gotten better each week. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a big play down the middle. Oh, by the way, Jimmy Graham might actually show up or not this week, depending on, you know, if it feels like it. And I think the, a bunch of the young receivers will just have big days, because the Ravens cannot stop the passing up. So I'll take Chicago at
0: home. Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to take Chicago in this game, actually. I think that you saw last week that, that a good defense can really give Baltimore trouble. I I think they're you know still trying to figure out what they are on offense Chicago has a really good defense yeah their offense is no good and they don't score a ton of points but I think if their defense can hold them in check like uh whoever it was that they played last week did to them I think the Bears have a shot and they'll 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 get a couple in the end zone and score a couple of touchdowns and I think they can pull off
4: this game so give me the Bears Bears were on bye last week (laughs) um no 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 Who, who the Ravens play Oh, the Ravens played Miami and they were
0: terrible. Miami and Miami beat them. Yeah,
2: I, I think what? the Ravens. I think the Ravens come back strong this week. I I, I don't like what the Bears are putting out there. I, I love Justin Fields. I think he's growing as a player, but um, I don't like Nagy. I think Nagy's losing his job, and I think he. I think the Ravens are going to come back strong, go into Chicago, and knock off the Bears. I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh,
4: Twenty-four to seven, Ravens win. Uh, Bengals, Raiders. This is a close one, too. I think this is, uh, both quarterbacks play well in this one. I'll take the Raiders. I think Derek Carr's just better in those close games. Not that Burrow is bad in him, but I think the, I trust their defense still a little more than the Bengals. The Bengals' secondary has been exposed a lot in recent weeks, and the Raiders have gotten good receiving depth even without rugs. So I think uh, Las Vegas will win it close. They're at home. 31-28. This
3: is going to be close. This is going to be a really close game. I'm trying to think of... <laughs> it's at... Vegas. No, I know where I know where it is. I'm trying to think if I think Joe Mixon's going to outrun Josh Jacobs. I'm going to take Cincinnati here because I, I think I think the Raiders are just exhausted mentally. I it's really shown the last two weeks. And Cincinnati, they're a young team. They should want to bounce back after losing to the Jets and losing last week. So, I'm taking the Bengals here. Close game. This could be the game of the week, honestly. 28-24 Bengals.
0: Jeff yeah, I mean, again, I got to take the Bengals here, right? They, I realize they've been going in the wrong direction. But at some point, they're going to get right. At some point, Joe Burrow is going to become Joe Burrow again. And they're am just going to be terrible on offense. And, you know, I think Tyler's hitting the nail right on the head uh, with the Raiders. I think, they're, I think they're just spent. I think they're just shot, man. Between, uh, between Gruden and then Ruggs and then Damon Arnett and all these other things going on. It's just been a whirlwind for them, and I, I think this is a game where the Bengals get right.
2: Oh, I got the Bengals in this game. I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow's really hasn't had explosive, explosive week for the last couple of weeks. I think this will be explosive for their wide receivers. Expect Boyd to get a, you know, have a big game. I, you know, everybody keeps talking about their young uh, wide receiver, but we forget how good Boyd is. I think this is the week that Boyd really explodes uh, right in Vegas. I think he's going to have a great game. Give me the Bengals. Uh, in this game, I think it'll be close
4: 32-28 Cardinals, Seahawks Let's uh, J- talk about Jekyll and Hyde you get got the Cardinals losing to the Packers And they blow out the 49ers And then they lose last week against the Panthers Which one are you going to get? I think you get the good one this week Seattle's had a lot of trouble stopping the run even if Kyler Murray even if Kyler Murray doesn't play they're still strain they're I still sure to gets, stretch the field the Seahawks corners reading that oh, iffy yeah. those receivers I think will help out help them out a lot in this game their card the Cardinals defense is still very good led by Jeff's boy, Zayvon Collins in that front seven. Say it again for the people in the back, Speedy. There you go. I'll, I'll shout out some Zathan Collins. He's played very well, very well in that front seven, and that Seattle offensive line has been a mess. They know they've had bad weeks stopping the run at times, but Seattle can't run the ball either. So I think the Cardinals win, I will say, 24 to 13.
2: So I just want to let you know that he's been to every single practice this week. Yeah, but he's limited. That's, that's basically that's not That's fine. Of course he's limited. They're not going to play him at full strength. In practice, so he hurts himself. Why would they do that? That's real the smart. Game, they're not going to go Th- they'll be, He'll his. be, he'll just make be your fine. Pick. Just make
3: your pick. Well, I can't if you keep talking. <laughs> I want to take the upset here just because I don't know what Kyler Murray is going to do. But if he plays and he's healthy, Arizona's going to win the game. I just don't trust that he's healthy, so I'll take Seattle for now. If he's 100% healthy,
0: the Cardinals win. Jeff, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm Listen. Kyle Murray's in, I'm in you know I've been waving the flag all year for this Cardinals team, not just for David Collins I picked them to win the West preseason did I not, You're Speedy? Dead. Dead. right, every year they've improved uh, they're in kind of a bind right now, Kyle Murray has to play because they're not going to play their third string quarterback that's why they've been limiting them in practice take the Cardinals in this one they're just better than Seattle Cardinals win this game, no problem
2: um, I like the Cardinals in this game. I think it'll be very close. I think you're going to see Russell Wilson actually throw the ball down the field and explodes with Lockett. I think Lockett will have a big game. I think a lot of a lot of these guys, DK Metcalf, if you have him in fantasy league and fantasy team, play them this week. I think this will be an explosive, fun game to watch. Offensive game. I could see this game 40 and 30. I I I think uh, the Cardinals win 44 to 35. That's where I think the game's going to be. Uh, Cowboys and Chiefs, could you imagine the Cowboys win this game, they have the second-best record, well, tied for the second-best record in all of football, might have the second-best record if the Cardinals lose or, or the Packers lose. Who would have thought that?
4: Um, Cowboys Chiefs, who do you got? Well, they're not winning this game though, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. They could win this game. I'm not say it's a blah. It'll be a close game. I think it'll be lower scoring than people expect. Dallas's defense has continued to play well, and the Chiefs have had a lot of trouble with the. This is the game of the week, the way. depth receivers. But I do think the, I do think the Chiefs' offensive line played better in recent weeks. Dallas, I don't know if they have the all all great pass rush, and Patrick Mahomes is stretching the field again, and it's good to see. And also, has not had the same turnover issues the last two weeks. I think the Chiefs' defense, even though they're still nothing special, they played a little better where I could trust them at least to be somewhat competent. Close game, Kansas City 27, Dallas 24.
3: Kansas City's going to win this game at home. They just blew out the Raiders on the road. They're coming home. They're, they got right. I think this team has figured out their weaknesses, their flaws, and they figured it out. Hardman is going to have a field day. Because Pat Mahomes knows, Trayvon Diggs and Tra- Tyreek Hill, that's not going to be the answer. Kelsey's going to get a lot of looks, obviously. But I'm thinking Mikhail Hardman steps up this week and finally becomes the number two receiver. Kansas City, 28. Dallas, 21.
2: Jeff?
0: All right. If Beeb is listening, let's give him a minute so we can turn up his radio. Okay, you ready, Beeb?
4: <laughs> oh, he's he's commenting, yeah. too.
0: <laughs> you ready, Beeb? Your team fucking stinks. <laughs> that Prescott's a bum. He threw for 78 yards through three-quarters shitty Denver Broncos. If you think he's got enough balls to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you are dead wrong. The Chiefs are going to blow out Dallas. Blow them out. Dallas stinks. They're pretenders. They were never good. They only beat bad football teams. That's all they do. You suck. They suck. Dak sucks. Give me Mahomes.
2: (laughs) I got the Cowboys in this game. I do. I've got the Cowboys in this game going to Kansas City. Dak didn't play a good game last week. I think... They're going to be able to run the ball against the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a problem stopping the run. I think Zeke and Pollard are going to be able to run the ball. I think in the open field, with all their wide receivers healthy now with Gallup and all that, I don't like this defense. I think the Chiefs' defense is terrible. This is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I think the Cowboys are going to expose them. Uh, Give me the Cowboys. It'll be a close game. Uh, Cowboys win 28-24.
4: Um, Steelers, Chargers. Right, before I get to my pick, I'll read some of the beaves. Uh, Houston not winning. Green Bay kills Minnesota. Baltimore kills Chicago. Close game. Oakland. Well, Las Vegas wins. Arizona, and Dallas wins big time. You're an ass, Speedy. KC is all. KC uh, is not right. You're an idiot, Tyler, and you're an idiot, also, Jeff.
3: All right. How's KC not right? They've won four in a row. <laughs>
4: And uh, so I don't know who he's directing that, but you're no. note him, He's wearing ass. those Dak Prescott CD pajamas.
0: Only the right one is on backwards.
4: Pittsburgh and <laughs> the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think it's going to be a semi-blowout in this one. I think I think this is the get-right game for that, for that offense. Justin Herbert's had a couple not great weeks in a row, but I think he bounces back. The Steelers, without T.J. Watt potentially, they're not going to have much when it comes to the pass rush. I think the, the Steelers have had a lot of trouble with the run. In the last couple weeks, they were good at the beginning of the season, and I think Austin Eckler is a nice game in this one, and I think Mike Williams has been kind of disappearing the last four weeks or so. He finally has a good game, a big body receiver against that smaller secondary. I'll take the Chargers semi-blowout, 31-17.
3: So I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I think that Najee Harris is going to have a phenomenal day for the Steelers. Unfortunately, they're going to be behind most of this game, so running the football is not going to help, and Big Ben's going to have to force the ball in the holes. He just can't hit anymore. So I'm taking the Chargers, (laughs)
0: 31-17.
4: Same score pick as me. Jeff, how about you? you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have to take the Chargers in this game. Ben Roethlisberger is just a fatter, whiter Dak Prescott. That's all that he is at this point. He's been reduced to a shell of nothing. Right? You're talking about the team that almost lost to the Lions. That's terrible. The Chargers are going to mop him
2: up. I think it'll be a lot closer because I, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are as bad as they were last week. I don't. Um, I, but all in all, I think uh, Justin Herbert hasn't played well the last three weeks. I think we see the real Justin Herbert this week. I think he shuts up a lot of uh, the analysts that say maybe he isn't the player that we thought he was. Uh, he's a special player. Uh, the Chargers win the game. Mike Williams has a touchdown. Uh, be, this will be an explosive, fun game. Running game, uh, Najee Harris will have a good game. But all in all, Chargers win. Uh, 21-17. Uh, Buccaneers and
4: Giants, final game of the week. Won't be as close as it was last year. The Giants will hang tough for a while in that first half, but I just don't trust that defense as much. They lose a little momentum with the bye week too after after the win against the Panthers, the domination that they, that they did. And even hanging close in certain other ones, I think... The Buccaneers will win semi-big. I think it'll be close at halftime, but I think enough big plays, even with Antonio Brown probably not playing with the, the fake uh, COVID now, uh, the vaccination card and all that stuff. He'll get
3: stuff. 14 grand.
4: But uh, I think they get Who's enough big that? plays. Antonio Brown. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't know. You I don't didn't know. hear that story? Yeah. No, you I had haven't fake, heard that. T- a vaccination uh, card. I've
0: had um, – So, uh, it's not yeah. proven yet, right? Yeah. So, what happened was, because I'm here in Tampa, and it mm-hmm. was a Tampa Bay Times story. Mm-hmm. His personal chef went to the Tampa Bay Times and is alleging Antonio Brown obtained a fake vaccination card
5: mm-hmm.
0: and and turned that in, which would be a serious violation mm-hmm. of
2: the rules. Right. Well, he better not have because that, that, that's a big suspension. You can't do that. It, you can't give a vaccination card and... And fake it. You can. St- hey, listen. What Aaron Rodgers said? He said he had an Im- immunization. It's not giving a fake card. He didn't give a card. And he'd it's fake kind of it. the same. It's
0: kind of the, same, exactly thing, the worse same thing. Though. I don't think it it's is. It's not though, because because he's he's. It's kind of what Aaron Rodgers did. They're both lying. Yes, but right. That's worse. It is. No, it is worse. Mm-hmm. That's And it, worse. actually, yeah. it is. And actually, obtaining the, the the fake vaccination card would be illegal. That, that, is, is, a, that is a that
2: is a law up. too, and, and yeah. a United States law. So he can get in a lot of trouble for that. Especially if it's true. Yeah.
0: If it's true, because the back end of this is, and this is why I don't necessarily believe the story, because Antonio Brown has a history of not paying people that have worked for him. Mm-hmm. And so, supposedly, this is also kind of revenge because the chef that worked for him, Antonio Brown, didn't like him, and then supposedly didn't pay for him. Oh, how Which I wonderful. completely, mm-hmm. which I completely believed
5: because mm-hmm.
0: he's mm-hmm. done it everywhere else.
2: Yeah, that's that's just disgusting. You have you have millions of dollars, and you don't want to pay the guys that are working for you. Yeah. What a pig! That, yeah. That's disgusting.
0: Yeah, he also doesn't have millions of dollars. He's also broke. But okay. oh,
2: Antonio Brown, he's broke. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Anyways, well, he didn't he didn't get a dollar from the Raiders. He had to Give all of it back. Well,
2: that's true. Right.
0: right, and then he hasn't gotten the contract that he was supposed to get because the 8 million the Patriots were going to pay him they only ended up paying him 800 grand because mm. he only played one week right right and now he's gone to the Buccaneers and so you know I mean he's still got to play out the contract and get that money but he's only gotten basically rookie money and then he's gotten in so much other trouble he was at the uh the the, the lakes of the uh, Kuala Lai
4: in Orlando should have stayed and in he Pittsburgh trashed the,
0: and he trashed the house he trashed the whole house and hey. didn't buy the
4: house mm. oh my yeah, that's typical Antonio Brown. Uh, nevertheless, Giant uh, should have stayed in Pittsburgh. Uh, Tampa 34 20 is my pick.
3: <laughs> well, whether he did it, didn't do it, plays, doesn't play, it doesn't really matter, does it? Tampa Bay's win this football game dramatically. Uh, everyone's going to say, well, the Giants can run the football. No, they can't because the Buccaneers have quietly been a very good team against the run.
4: They always are.
3: <laughs> yeah, but De- De- Devontae uh, Booker doesn't get going. Saquon won't get going if he plays. Daniel Jones needs that. I don't know if they have anybody over the top to really expose the weak corners for the Buccaneers. Right. Tampa Bay, twenty-eight, giants
0: seven. Jeff, final game yeah, of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tampa too, but uh don't underestimate Joe Judge in this one. Very familiar with Tom Brady. Don't be surprised if it's closer than you think.
2: I agree. I think the game is gonna be very close, and I wouldn't be surprised the Giants at the, end of game, at the end of the game, again, have a chance to win. I, I really think this game is a lot closer than you guys think it is. Um, give me the Buccaneers 21-20 in a close one. One-point so, game. Yeah, I think this will be very, very close. I think it will be fun to watch. And I do believe the Giants with uh, Saquon Barkley coming back, he has one of his best games against a very good uh, front uh, front seven. So uh, I'm telling you, I, I think this is the game.
5: I think Andrew Thomas be...
2: might be coming back though this week though. Yeah. So, Anyways, uh those of our p- those are our picks. Uh the Beeve, uh, you know, putting his uh, you know, two cents. Uh, he says yeah, Tampa moves hurt. the floor, uh
4: moves the floor with uh the Giants the Mops the floor, mops the floor. Oh, it says no, moves. we understand yeah, it says he auto corrected and said Mops. <laughs> oh okay, I'm sorry. No, we and don't. then uh, char- Mine popped off char- later. Chargers win close, he also says. I uh, yeah, we- me and him have uh, pretty much the same picks. I mean,
2: all in all. I, I think uh Listen, I I think it's gonna be a fun week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of upsets. But before we go, I wanna get into this um this Stacy thing. Um Stacy? Yeah. The Zach Stacy. Zach yeah. Stacy. Uh, Oakland, Florida. The you one that Oakland, you showed me Florida. the video of. I didn't show you any. Oh, no, well, that it? was that was that was Matt. That was Matt actually. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Matt who showed me the video of that. I, I never got a chance to see it. It came out about forty eight hours. I've been dealing with uh Probably one of the most
0: brutal things you'll watch.
2: Yeah, it it is um, one of the most disgusting things. First of all, uh, the fact that uh, his girlfriend or his ex or whatever she is to him had a video camera uh, with voice activated, sound activated. uh, I don't know how he doesn't see that on the wall, first of all. I mean, the guy's an idiot. One thing. Number two is the way technology is now these days. There's a camera everywhere. So to think that you were going to get away from this, or way, or the way he threw this woman against a TV, she fall, falling over, picks her up by her neck, and then throws her on the couch. I, I mean, it is an absolute despicable video. Did you
0: miss the last one where he picked her up and threw her through the, the baby's bounce chair? Oh, my
2: oh, God. I wow. No, I didn't see that oh, part. No, I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah. man. Um. It is absolutely disgusting. I, I, I don't it's know
0: how. It's, it's like the last one is something that like, you, listen, no one gets excited over. It's obviously a satire reference, right? Mm-hmm. So don't get upset. Mm-hmm. But yo, your boy, Josh would have been super pumped up. It was like the undertaker choke slam <laughs> through the baby's bounce chair. It was uh, it, the, one of the most brutal, like this is after he punched her right hook to the head threw her, through the TV, mm-hmm. then threw her on the couch Then even after all that is when he picked her up and choke slammed her through the the baby's bounce chair.
2: It's just... uh, It was brutal. It is a brutal video if you have a chance to watch it. Uh, He is a despicable man. Not only... Whoever he works for, he's probably never going to get a job again. He's going to go to jail. I mean, this is an assault, a battery. He's, I think, two counts, felony counts that he's going to go in for. Uh, I don't know how... They keep this man out of jail, but again, Greg Hardy stayed out of jail. So, uh, but this guy hasn't played in the NFL like Greg Hardy was. I mean, Greg Hardy was still a good player. Um, I can't see this guy getting away with this. Uh, this two is different disgusting. circumstances,
0: yeah. though, Errol, because the, the difference in the two cases. That video, yes. The Greg Hardy, no. Greg Hardy Greg wasn't Hardy- on video, no. Well, no. Not only was he not on video, but the major difference, because the video really wouldn't matter. But the major difference was this girl in the Zach Stacy video is cooperating with police mm-hmm. and she, and everyone's seen the video and whatever the one, the girl with Greg Hardy, she changed her mind and stopped cooperating. Mm-hmm. You're right. So Greg Hardy got off because he paid the girl and then the girl went away. Mm-hmm. And then the police case went away because they didn't have, you know, a witness Enough, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the major difference Is This girl is working with the police and saying, this is what happened and she's going to follow through with it. She's not like that girl from the Greg Hardy thing.
2: I, I just I don't know how this because man. Because quite
0: frankly, Greg Hardy beat that girl up worse than than in this. Oh, absolutely! Video. Oh my gosh! Did God, you see the, the pictures story, of yeah. that girl's body and her face?
2: Yeah. If you if you, have, if you if you want to look at if you want to read the story you want to read the documents of Greg Hardy. Uh, it's despicable what he did to her, and the fact that she survived it is, is pretty incredible. Well,
4: yeah, I mean, they also had he also had the what the weapons or the bombs or something under their bed too. And... Yeah, he put her head in a yeah, toilet bowl. Right. He was trying to drown her. No, after the was... Greg
0: Hardy thing too was the weapons were on the bed. Oh, yeah. on the bed, he, okay, yeah. And he threw her on the bed and said, "Pick the weapon I'm going to kill
2: you
4: with." Mm-hmm. Damn.
2: And he and not only that, then he went to the he threw her in the bathroom, and then he he was beating. He took the. He took the, the toilet bowl seat off. Despicable. Uh, after watching this video, and everybody watches the Rice. And, I, you know, listen, Rice has been through a lot ever since the elevator, you know, knockout punch by his now wife. He's been going through a lot. He's been taking, you know, he's been donating his time and his energy to batter women and all that other stuff. It's amazing what he is doing. And everybody attacked this man. It, his career was over. Um, he, just his future with football was over. And he's trying to clean up his, his whole career ever since that one thing that he did wrong, which he's apologized every year for. This, I don't think you could apologize. Did, this, there wasn't one punch. This is like, this is a brutal beating, what he was doing to her. And yeah, it goes on for a few minutes. It is absolutely Brutal. Uh, watching this if if anybody hasn't seen the video today I didn't see him chokeslam I gotta see that uh but he, it's it's she's produced, cowering it's brittle, you in know that fear. yes well she she actually is talking to him calm down she was very calm when she was telling when he was telling, getting into her face you hear him says I did not say that I did not say that she was very calm when he threw her through the tv you know what the worst part of this is
3: mm-hmm. like, like all of it's bad right there's a baby sitting there, no. watching
2: that all. He tried. Did you see? He tried to. If you watch, he tried to take the blanket. He was for yeah. a second thinking about picking up the baby. He, he if you look no, at I, him, I, I'm watch, if I'm you stare, if about. you stare at his eyes when he looks back, he looks at the baby and he grabs the blanket. You see the blanket, and he lets the blanket <laughs> go.
3: Literally, the wife is like, or the girlfriend is literally like consoling the baby when he's doing this.
5: I mean, what are the you gonna do? I mean, even worse. Mm-hmm.
0: Even worse, if you want to like define psychopath after he's done like beating her, right before as he's walking out the door, he looks at the kid and goes, All right, I'm leaving, I love you, and then shuts the door. <laughs> like talking to the baby. Like he tells the baby, all right, I'm leaving, I love you, bye. You're like talking to the baby and then just leaves like like
2: he didn't just brutalize that I, I mean I mean, just if you if you think about it, and that was his house. How does he not know the camera's not there? And <laughs> I mean, he must have put the he might have installed the camera.
0: I don't think that was his house. Oh,
2: it wasn't his house? Uh, uh, all right. I so. think no.
0: I think that's where the girlfriend stays because they're like not together or something. Right, right. You know, not that it matters or whatever. But right. you know, and so he went over there to visit them, and you know, they had an argument, and then that, that's what happened. So I don't think it was his house.
2: I mean, what kind of argument? I mean I could what be wrong.
0: I, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think it was. Did he? Did he? No, uh, did, I, did she I mean, feed he the wrong out, food to really his matter. baby?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what did she do so bad for him to do the things that he was doing to her? I, I mean, uh, that is vicious. Evil. But, yeah. I mean, I, I kind I mean, saw just think about thing, This too. is an it's ex-NFL uh, player. He's probably benching about 3, 350. Dude, did you, he was in a league. He got difference. cut. Yeah, it's a huge size difference. He just tossed her around like a blanket. I, I mean, it, it was despicable. And, and for the fact is, she stayed calm. I have to give her a lot of credit because she was calm from all this. Him throwing her, th- throwing against the TV. You heard her. She said, "I didn't say that. I didn't say that." She was very calm. She didn't go crazy. I didn't. Say it. She didn't cry. Uh, she was. Well, the to, worst part about that is the problem means her,
3: it wasn't the first time. It, she it went probably isn't.
2: That. It's a battered woman. She was beaten up before. You could tell. She was afraid when he threw her. She protected herself in every kind of way. I didn't see the choke slam thing. But I definitely got to see that because that, that... Dude, it,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was like almost an afterthought because he punches her in the head and knocks her down between like a coffee table and the couch. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and then that's when he grabs her and chucks her through the TV. And she kind of stays down for a minute and gets back up.
5: And he and throws her, her, gets he kinda, the couch,
0: yep. And then he go, throws her against the couch and she's like kind of like trying to not squish the baby or whatever because the baby's on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then he like is talking to her like or yelling at her or something and then she gets back up and like kind of walks back over to like I guess that's like the kitchen where the yeah. camera was mm-hmm. and that little bounce chair was right there and he was talking and was like don't ever say that again whatever and then picked her up and put her through it dude it was wow. uh, i dude it was
2: crazy and to see a battered woman and see a woman get beaten up like that it just it's it's just despicable and for the league uh you know and i this whole domestic violence thing has to get a little bit more uh, they have to these leagues have to drop the hammer a little bit more on these players they really should i mean he's what not you, in the nfl what happened well, no he's out of the I nfl know, for 6 not, years but he was still in NFL nfl I'm playing. not talking about him as an nfl player you're not listening i think the league watching this video should see it and now use it as a weapon against players in the NFL because to me when you look how big these guys are and they're twice the size of these women and they're built like oxes they're they're working machines you cannot tell me that they are not forces of nature um you know they're weapons they're weapons of mass destruction they are it's disgusting
3: like not even one percent of the league does this
2: how do you know how do you know what goes on in the league?
3: Yeah,
0: I don't think that's going to be exactly accurate either.
2: Mm-hmm. How do you know what's going on in the league? Think. there's there's over five thousand players in the league, and there's a lot of domestic violence cases. a well, lot that,
0: you know I don't want I don't want to like think the worst of everybody, but like let's be honest about this, right? Like if you just like look around at some of the incidents, okay, uh, Henry Ruggs, what happened was terrible. I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but do you think he's the only NFL player that got behind the wheel that night uh, after drinking? No, Whoa. he's just the one that that something that bad happened that night, right? How about the Thomas thing?
2: How
4: about the Thomas thing?
0: Right, like, like you know, like the you, safety. You can look at...
4: Oh, Earl Thomas, yeah, right. You remember that
2: happening? Uh, did you did you forget right. about that happening? Earl he's Thomas. not playing in. A, he's not playing in the NFL right now. You well, wonder why?
3: No, well, he got into a fight with his teammate. Uh, no, he himself. got. No, it, it was something
2: was... with his wife, domestic yeah. violence. Right. I mean, yeah, no, hear that year. Yeah, that was last yeah like
0: yeah. this is this is going to be another one of those things. Like, okay, he's not in the NFL, but it's still going to be an NFL issue because he was a player and yep. he's big and like the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so something like this happens. You don't think – dude, there's – like let's extrapolate the math here for one second. There's 32 teams. There's 56. there's uh, seven, 70 guys on a team when you count the practice squad, okay? Sure. So what's the math on that? I'll tell you right. That's now. 20, 2,200 20, players. Mm-hmm. Do you think out of 2,200 players, there isn't another? The domestic violence thing is, wait, they, they need more symposiums. They need more NFL education on this stuff, right? Like, like do you believe that Carl that Nassib is the only player in the NFL? Okay. No, no, do, no, no. Do you think there's, right? But this is what I'm saying, right? This, but this is what I'm saying. I, that same math would probably extrapolate out as far as domestic violence. I don't think that this is like the one domestic violence case at the NFL. I'm pretty sure there's a few other wives that are like, uh, you know, I better get dinner right tonight because I don't want to get my
2: ass kicked. That's <laughs> pretty sure. And, and a lot of these guys are traveling. They're cheating. These wives find out and then it becomes right. a fight. Yeah, well,
3: there's definitely a dark side of the sport, right? So my question would be then, all right, so let's say there is more than 1%. Mm-hmm. How do you, execute this without... What do you want the NFL to do? Go around and knock on their homes once a month? How are you going to enforce it? They certainly
0: have the money to. Mm -hmm. They certainly have... Let let me just put it this way. I don't know if that's like the issue and I realize you're maybe exaggerating to make a point or whatever, but let's just say this. They have the money to do a, a, a better job than what they are doing.
3: No, my question is, what do you want them to do? They're not... The NFL employs them. They make sure that they are not on illegal drugs as far as
0: enhancement of the game. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you what they should do. You want the easy answer? Because I've come up with easy answers to other problems that they also won't do. But here's the easy answer. How about uh, creating a, uh, you know, like a, a support group for wives, girlfriends, whatever they can put together, kind of like they have like a players union. They could also do something and have a support group. How, how well, to handle travel. That's a fun how idea. That's handle- fantastic.
3: How many women do you think are going to go there with their husband's consent, knowing if they go there, that means
0: they're basically acknowledging that they beat them at home? I think more the issue why some of this stuff doesn't come out. And again, you're probably not going to like my answer on this, but it's a socio-economical kind of issue, right? Mm -hmm. You you take a a guy like Jackrabbit, right? You know who Jackrabbit is, right? Yeah, his
2: brother killed somebody in the basement.
0: Right. He comes from a terrible circumstance, a horrible upbringing. A lot of these players come from really crappy neighborhoods and crappy situations. So now when they have a girlfriend and they're like, oh, the girlfriend's coming with me, they come from really shitty neighborhoods. So here's the, here's the dilemma. Do I go back to the hood where I don't have two nickels to rub together? I don't know where I'm going to live. I'm going to be in a terrible position. Or am I going to stick with this guy even though he hits me because he makes millions of dollars and I'll have food on my table and a roof over my head? Mm. It's a horrible choice to have to make between poverty and
2: getting beaten up every day. Whatever happened with that whole Jack Rabbit story? I mean, his brother, uh, he comes home from uh, vacation and he finds a dead body in his basement. I, I mean, didn't Jenkins come out and say he knew nothing <clears throat> about it? kids knew nothing, but his brother did.
0: Well, his brother probably went to jail. Him, I, I
2: don't and, know what happened with that story. And, you know,
0: the, the example I gave clearly isn't everyone because, you know, there's guys like Tebow that come from good homes and have money. Or Johnny Manziel, his family had a bunch of money. So they didn't have to worry about, like, circumstances or if the NFL is going to work out or not work out or Catholic. whatever. But...
2: Kaepernick doesn't these, come from a rich family.
0: A lot of these family. people yes, grew, you know, Ka- don't, yes, don't Ka- come from
2: the best circumstances. Kaepernick does not come from a rich family. Colin Kaepernick had a very good upbringing. A Forster family, but they're not rich. They're, they, not, they're, they're not rich like Mansell that owns oil distribution companies. No, they don't. Right, you know. but Tyler, great. You can name a guy or two that come from. Well, no,
3: really I'm just, good I'm, I just threw his name out there to show that there are both. Kaepernick sides did
2: not come from a very wealthy family. He, he did struggle, Errol. He keeps you don't up to, have to be a multi-millionaire and not go out and kill somebody. We're, listen, he's talking when he mentioned when he mentioned people like Mansell, multi-multi-million-billion-dollar family. TiVo's okay? family wasn't multi-multi-billionaires. Uh, yeah, they not, have a bunch of money. They have a, yeah, bunch, they have of a bunch of money. Yes, they do. He comes from a very wealthy family.
0: Do you? I mean, do you? Do you understand what? Like, they sent him to a private middle school, fifty grand a year, and then they sent him to a private high school that costs seventy-five grand a year. That Christian Academy in Jacksonville isn't cheap. Who do you think paid for that?
2: Yes, and Johnny Manziel, it probably has more money than you. Need. No, you I, know I, also, Mantel, you know who played right. tonight? A, a quarterback that played tonight when he came into the game. You know what I'm talking about? Josh, Josh very Rosen. Josh Rosen is too. very wealthy. And and Wait, come, so this yeah. is what
0: I'm saying. You can name a couple of guys. That come Sam Darnold from those too. Sam Darnold too. Right. But let's be honest about this. Probably half of the league comes from the worst of circumstances. Yep. So, so now. When these players bring their girlfriends with them, you know, from high school or college or wherever, and they don't have two nickels to rub together, right? And you got to choose between am I going to live at home w- w- in poverty or am I going to take a punch because I'll have food over you know, on my plate and a roof over my head? That, that's a, that's a, dude, that's a real life circumstance. And it's like, it's hard. It's a hard choice because no one wants to get beat up every day. Look at Tyler Duck and me. He doesn't want to get
2: beat up at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell Wilson, he was with his childhood high school sweetheart. He comes into the NFL and he ditched her for Sierra. Completely threw dude, her out. Dude, that's I not, still sick. have yeah, the mean. Dude, I'm it. telling you, I'm telling you right now, he they were so in love when he came into the NFL. And, and within I two years. the meme.
0: Do you want to God. see the meme? Oh, the meme's oh, on God. Twitter all the time,
4: Jeff. is like, God, oh, this woman thought you got hit the jackpot. Nope. Right, God. exactly.
0: You see the look on her face? She's like, I'm out of here, out of poverty. Sorry, honey, I'm dating Sierra now.
2: That's what he did. As soon as she became single, Russell Wilson jumped right on it. He was on it like nothing you ever saw anybody jump on something. Well, as Jay-Z the- jumped on Beyonce, okay? Oh. That's how quick it was.
3: Here's the uncomfortable truth, right? And this is where people really need to just... We're doing it again where we're getting too deep into this. From, after 8 o'clock on uh, Tuesday morning, we don't need to know what these players do in their spare time. Because they are not meant to be in the limelight all the time. Who's
2: paying their salaries? Not you. Who's paying their salaries? Hold not on, you. Jeff. Bro. Who's paying their salaries? But the, the team is. The team is. And we're where are team. they getting the money? Where are they getting the money?
3: I mean, I get where you're going with this. They're
2: stuff. getting it from us, okay? And now
0: the, there's a, a – hold on. Hold on, hold it. on, here's hold the, on. The city has the a press, difference. right? Here's, but he, here's the problem with what he's doing. He's going, we don't need to know what they do from Tuesday to Saturday. You're right. I completely agree. We don't need to know what they're doing. You know what the problem is? They keep doing dumb shit, so they're forcing us to know what they're doing. Uh,
3: that's fine. and de- That's fine, right? I understand. And when these national tragedies happen like the Henry Ruggs like the Ray Rice, like this Zach Stacy story, and it blows up. Okay, that I understand, but to have now
2: this- the Ray Rice and the Kareem Hunt thing, it, just push it to the side for what Greg Hardy and this guy did. Oh, so much worse. Well,
3: the Greg Hardy thing is why the NFL was oh, in the, the so much for worse for three years.
2: I mean, Hunt, j- they couldn't believe somebody, this guy was allowed. It was to one play. kick, and
0: and was, but, but this
2: is what you're doing but
0: you're pretending mm. that we're following around these players waiting for them to screw up, mm. which is not what anybody no, I'm not is are really doing. doing
3: that. What I'm telling you is you want the league to say, Hey, we're going to set up this foundation. So if you're a battered wife, you can come here and tell us, okay. So if I do that, I'm throwing my marriage out the window. I'm throwing my husband's paycheck out the window And that's not going to cause more divide at home? It's going to make it worse. I understand your point. The NFL, it will. If you think that somebody's beating their wife and then they go against their will to a... If somebody showed up at your job and said, yeah, he abuses me and you got fired, you think you're not going home and get your ass kicked again? You're out of your mind.
5: You're going mean, to make the, the, it worse.
3: I'm not saying the NFL shouldn't do anything, but they what there is no right thing for them to do. This guy is not employed by the league, so he can't be fined or fired. This guy is not getting any type of royalty deals that I know of, so he's not getting paid by them. He's not in the league. The league doesn't have to address this at all. To be honest with you, I think it's best for the NFL to kind of not bring it up at all. They've had enough go wrong
0: this year. They don't need this. Yeah, well don't. then there should be some anonymous hotline that they can call and throw Sure, in a that's first. fine.
2: They do have that. Yeah, what?
3: There is absolutely a national hotline for uh, battered women. No, the
2: NFL should have a hotline.
3: If the NFL does that, why don't they just Make it national news. That guy goes to jail. It is, the team...
2: it is national news.
3: But if it's anonymous, it's not. Anonymous L- means listen. I'm calling you. You are in the Joe limelight. Schmoe. You
2: are making millions and millions of dollars. Expect your name to be out there in the limelight. That's just the way it works, I buddy. I agree
3: with you. I'm not saying that they That's should just be allowed the way it to works. beat their wives. But there is a... As Jeff said, there's more that goes into this than just it's he shows money. up
2: on Sunday and leaves. It's called money, and and that's what it is. It's all about money. These guys are playing. It's not just about it, money. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not just the about world money. is all Stop. about money, man. It that's is all fine. about money. That's and right fine. now, you and right now, the league is all about money. You
3: think that somebody look at Todd Heap? You think that Todd Heap was okay when he accidentally ran over his daughter in the driveway? Right. There's kids involved.
2: That there's, there's that, has has nothing nothing to do, involved. that has nothing yes, to do. That has nothing to do with this because you don't know.
3: Comparing apples to things. When you pry into personal lives, you open up a bunch of doors you
2: don't know or you don't need to know. Do you know what you're saying?
3: I when do know. When
2: you're making millions and millions of dollars, you're going to be the centerfold stage, whatever you want to call it. When it comes to everything you can name that's going every on, player in the league. I, I don't have to. Okay, but you do. I, I don't have to. They're no, multimillionaires. If you're telling me
3: I don't a give lot crap. of
2: offensive linemen are multimillionaires. I bet you can't name half of them. Uh, first of all, if you make if you make the side, what do they call that uh, when you don't make the team? You're the Practice, practice squad. Practice squad. Do you know how much a practice squad player makes every single Probably week? Half a million. Not as much as you think. No, no, no I, I know. I know how much the Jets are paying the practice squad. Some of the guys Go, okay. uh, between eight and ten thousand dollars a week. That's, that's still, first of all. That's, that's in rare
0: cases. Most of them are making two grand.
2: But whatever, eight to ten thousand a week. That I know of the Jets. The, there's, there's no because there's also a cap for the there's also a cap for the practice squad. Yes, but it, all in all. There are guys that are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year just playing a practice squad, just practicing.
0: They, they, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly,
2: okay. no, no doubt. there's still not like a solve to the issue, right? No, there's no solving because. this issue except what we were talking about. The NFL has to bring these battered women to center yeah. to, to the center stage and have them do something, or have them get involved somewhere where it brings these players down. And you can shake your head all you want. It's are making NFL. yes, it is it's the no, NFL problem. If you work at a job, right, right, and you will commit, you commit any kind of Battery or assault to a woman. I'm going what? to jail. You're going to jail, I'm and you're getting fired, right? Yeah, you're getting fired, right? Okay, absolutely. Okay. So and so will they? They're doing stuff outside they the NFL. Don't necessarily get fired in the NFL. Though. No, they can't because they're under contract unless they decide to suspend. the contract. Suspension. First of, of all, it's not Ray because Hardy, they're under contract got because the contracts
0: him. all have morality clauses in them, they can they can cut them anytime they want for something like that yes. and cancel the contract. So the contract's not the issue. The issue is going to be. And I realize people hate this. The issue is how good are you? Mm-hmm. What are you worth to us? Mm-hmm. Because if I can rehab your image and make money off of you, I'm gonna stick with you and we're gonna go through a 12-step program and you'll be back in the league and no problem. Right? Because but if you're not that great, and this is the Ray Rice issue, right? Because Ray Rice, when this whole when his whole thing happened, he was done. He was at the end, he was at the end of his career. So throwing him into the gutter was no problem for the NFL because the Ravens were like, "Ah, whatever, we were only going to get one more season out of him anyways, who cares, right? Where some of these other guys, when they do things, they try because Dallas tried with Greg Hardy, didn't they? How many times did he go through this whole thing before they were like, shit, now we have to cut you? Because Greg Hardy at the point was was one of the best pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. So they tried to, you know, keep him out of trouble and whatever. And he kept doing it and kept doing it. So that's going to be the deciding factor is how good are you? All
2: huh. right. It's going to be very interesting. I think the NFL definitely needs to look into this. This video definitely makes me sick to my stomach. And and listen, if they're a part of your organization, they're the faces of your organization. Why is Kareem Hunt still allowed to play? Because mm-hmm. well, he was young and he was worth something. Mm-hmm. So they threw it aside.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Guys that have the potential of being really good, they're sticking with you. That's just what it is. Mm. Like that answer or not, that's the reality, Right. Mm-hmm.
2: I would, uh, I would agree with you, Jeff. It's, it's crazy, and
0: uh, I hate to even say this out loud because it's going to make me look like a jerk. But that girl doesn't die. You don't think the Raiders are sticking with Henry Ruggs?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They keep him. They hold on to him because he's too valuable. Now you know that he's going to go to jail. He's seeing jail time, so his da-
0: career Dante probably- Stall, Dante Stallworth hit a guy drunk and killed him. Guess what? Middle of his career. Come on back, Dante. We'll get you a driver. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Patriots, right? Yeah, well, uh, no, cuz he he did end up with the Patriots, but it was like the redskins at the time. I, I think, think he, he was, he was with, with the
4: Eagles. I think he was with the Eagles, Eagles
0: maybe, yeah. okay. He was with one of those two or something and then Cuz he was also with the but, Saints
4: later, I know that. I know he went to the New England Patriots. I don't did
2: end up with New England.
0: Yeah. For but sure. I think he,
4: but you're right, I think he was with Philly at the time. I do know that. Like
2: like let's like let's be honest
0: about this whole thing, right? Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. middle of his career, just signed a huge contract. Went and talked with Bob Craft. He was like, Bob Craft's like, hey, man, did you do this? He's like, nah, no, nah, you'll see. You'll see. And Bob Craft's like, all right, well, then we're going to stick with you. If you were a practice squad player and even merely had the allegation of a murder, they'd have been like, dude, there's the door. Go. <laughs> right. mm-hmm.
2: And he's, it's, he's one of the best tight ends in the league, one of the best players in the league. Uh, you're going to keep like, – you're going to hold on to him. Like Without because it. those allegations had been swirling for like a week, mm-hmm. Right. And then they when did they cut him? Only when he got arrested. Yep, that was when he cut him they cut him and as soon as they knew that he wasn't gonna get out of this.
0: Right. As soon as they got arrested, well then they were like, okay, see you later. Then that ship has sailed. But Mm -hmm. until then they were sticking with him. Why? Young
2: potential. I mean that was, and if you watch, I mean that's if you watch the documentary, the model for the NFL now. If you right? watch, the if coo- you watch the documentary, Kraft's the reason why he saw he saw the jail time. It Kraft, if he didn't go over there to Kraft and tell Kraft all the stuff that he, he what was going on, I I think Aaron Hernandez gets off of it.
0: I, I really do. No, no, no. They still had him on tape holding the gun.
2: Yeah. Well, they never found the gun. Didn't need to find
0: the gun because they had his DNA from the bubble gum stuck to the shell in the oh. rental car that he had. Yeah, that'll do it. They had plenty of other evidence besides Bob Kraft. Yeah. They had him on tape buying the bubble gum. Mm. They had him in that car. Then they had the casing with the bubble gum. Trust me, Robert Kraft is not the reason why he went.
2: No, I didn't say, I said one of the main reasons why that really set, you know, really put him away was the the statements that Robert Kraft said when he went up there. I mean, the, really, there was so much evidence of what he said to Robert Kraft when he went to talk to him. So yeah, whatever. I mean, but let's be honest. That's the difference, right? Can you play or can you not
0: play? Mm-hmm. If you're really good, they're going to stick with you to a point, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And it's not just the Patriots and it's not just the Cowboys with Greg Hardy because the Cowboys game. It's any sport. All of them. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. It's, any it's, all sport, of them. Yeah. it's any sport. If you're a Wait, superstar. do you see? Yeah. Do, do you do you
2: see the Atlanta Braves walking away from Marcel Ozuna? Uh,
1: remember Littrell,
2: Remember Latrell Sprewell punching out his coach. And then he goes. Uh, he, it, was, it was a choke,
5: and yeah, I applaud the yeah, effort. Well, that, that, I don't that's like what I PJ Carlissimo.
2: Yeah, but and then he winds up getting traded to the New York Knicks. So I, I <clears> mean, <throat> and, and Latrell Sprewell was one of the best shooting guards in the league at one point. So, uh, but, but but this is the other thing. The cops
0: actually saw Marcel Ozuna choking his wife.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, the cops witnessed it. They called the cops, and he was choking her while the cops showed up. Have the Braves walked away from Marcelo Zuna? No. No, because they're trying to rehab his image so they can get him back out there so he can club home runs. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. If you're good, they're going to stick with you. Jeff, thank you, bud.
2: Always a pleasure, Arrow. Did you happen to catch a football game tonight? Um, I see that it was like 25 nothing. So 25 nothing. Hmm. Man, amazing what a bad defense does for you, huh, Speedy? <laughs> Terrible defense.
0: <laughs> Terrible. Only returned in linebackers returning interceptions for touchdowns bar more with sacks, but their front seven stinks.
4: They're <laughs> never going to let me live this down. Just like arrow with the Washington defense two years ago.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you want, we can also talk about salary cap space and how the Seahawks can't afford 11 million, but then they gave it to their punter.
4: <laughs> I didn't say they were smart. Jeff.
2: Uh, I'm sure they're probably choking and, and, and they could have gotten Julio Johnson who knows, you know,
4: Oh yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, add, uh, add to the rest of the team that isn't good anyway.
2: <laughs> right now, yeah.
0: Pay attention when I tell you top five defense in the league, Speedy. Pay attention a little
2: more. <laughs> by the way, Devin is still playing good football. Hall of Famer, by the way. Uh, dude, awesome. Uh, no, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer because he's a Patriot, and they've banned all Patriots. Nah, he's a, he, he's a Hall of Famer. He, safety, yes, he, he's a Hall of
0: Famer. Dude, we've talked about this, but we do. We've talked about this before. Go look at the Cowboys no, when they had their dynasty know. in the 90s. but this is this... the Niners in the 80s. Everyone from those teams got in, right? Yeah, Everyone.
2: Devin McCourty in. is is a Hall of Famer. 100%. But who's in for the Patriots? It's going to be
0: Brady and Gronkowski and Belichick and nobody when they've had a ton of good players. Like you say, Will Fork. They probably won't give Will Fork his due. They probably right. won't
2: give McCourty his due.
5: Yeah,
4: I think McCordy's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, nose tackles Johnson. a hard time at that.
2: Anyway, I mean McCordy's been Johnson, one of the best safeties in the league speak. for a very long time. So. Dante Hightower, by the way, how long has Dante Hightower been great? He's great, but I think McCordy's been great longer. I think McCordy's special, and I, I don't,
0: don't, I don't know, man. They might have come in close
2: to the same time. Law, two years apart. By the way, Ty Law went to the Hall of Fame, so.
0: Right, but it's one guy here, one guy there. Yeah. There's a whole lot more great. Dude, Ted Johnson, Teddy Bruschi.
2: No, dude, I say like, it all the The Patriots should have more Hall of Famers, absolutely. But and I, I, and I get it. Devin I get McCourty it. you can say he was a Hall of Famer just from the Chargers. Rodney Harrison isn't even in. No, I'm surprised about that. But I, I believe Devin McCourty is going to get his opportunity. I think he's one of the best safeties of our era. I think he's There's a bias to. against the Patriots. Don't you see it? Well, just like there's a bias against the Yankees winning champ, uh, winning MVPs and stuff like that. I say that all the time. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. There's cl- a clear bias.
5: Mm, you know, right.
0: how, how do you dominate a league for 20 years, which they did, mm-hmm. and, and go none of their guys are any good?
2: Uh, well, that's the NFL. They always think it's a system. But I think it's a lot to do with the players that fit the system. The same
0: system. way they suspended Tom Brady for nothing. Mm. For nothing. They had nothing on him. They tried, but they had nothing, and they still suspended him. There's a bias, Errol. You should do a whole show on Patriots bias. <laughs> you could be the king of Patriots bias. Yeah. So
4: then, he'll, then, and then, uh, then, you'll probably comment about the uh, the cut on Tom Brady's arm again. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, the cut on Tom Bray's hand it was made up. It wasn't real.
2: You no. know, it's so funny. Speedy brings up a lot of things that I say, but there's a lot of dumb, stupid things that he has said. And I said I was wrong uh, about the Patriots' uh, defense. Uh, not just that. You you say a lot of dumb, stupid things. And I want to hold it. You want me to bring up all the dumb things that you have said? Because you know I could know have a list of it. A list.
5: You know I know my there. own <laughs> list.
2: I had stamp it
0: to
5: you the wall. You know what's
2: great about the whole
0: thing, Speedy? And this is why I have a real appreciation for you. Because you know that this one thing – you know, this conspiracy theory that he had drives him bananas. Mm-hmm. So you literally just brought it out to get a rise out of him, And I respect it. Mm-hmm. I really respect Good. it.
2: Good for you. Cause All he right.
0: goes bananas. Anytime you mention it. Thank Any, you. Anytime anyone mentions it.
2: Cause it's not true. Anyways,
0: cause uh, he knows how, cause he knows how dumb it sounds now.
2: Goodbye, Jeff. Thank you. That was Jeff. How wonderful. Um, anyways, great show. Uh, shout out to Sean Merriman. Uh, X Charger X Bell. Remember check out uh Fubo Sports uh Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh his organization and what he's doing for MMA and combat sports. Uh, it's a great uh great organization. Definitely check it out on social media and on the internet. Uh thank you to Lakers uh Lakers Nation senior writer and podcast host Trevor Lane. Um uh, I disagree what he said about Kobe Bryant, but nevertheless uh He's a Kobe fan, Uh, so thank you, Trevor, for uh, joining us on our show. Uh, Jeff, for joining us, and all the fans that listen to us every single week. We'll be back next week. Listen to The Weekend Crunch. Will
4: we be back next week?
3: We'll be, yeah, on Tuesday. I I think on Tuesday Tuesday
2: we're going to have one show for the holidays. So we are going to have a show. It's just not going to be on Wednesday and Thursday because of uh, Thanksgiving, but we will have one show next week. I'm shooting towards Tuesday. It might be Monday, so... I got to just figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but I'll figure it out by Friday, and we'll post it up on our social media so you guys can check it out. No matter what, we will have a show next week. Make it our uh, Thanksgiving picks and all that other stuff. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, listen to the Weekend Crunch every Friday uh, – sorry, every Saturday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Do Is there an Islander game yes, tonight? this week there is. So uh, we will be going on at probably around 10.30 after the press coverage. Um, so definitely check that out. All you got to do to check it out, if you're not here on Long Island, uh, if you are, 103.9 FM. If you're not, uh, LI uh, li News Radio, uh, you can go over there to their website. Also, you can go to iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio or any of those radio stations to check us out on LI News Radio. Okay, that's it. That's our picks. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Good night, everybody.
5: It's the Worldwide
0: Sports Radio Radio Network.